does not have his microphone up. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious no, Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how Mountain Dew teeth is a real thing. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. <laughs> With me are Brad Polly, hey. Matt Polly, hey there. and together we are the Inglorious Bastards. Also known as Martinsville teeth. They're also known as Appa- Appalachian teeth. Yeah, well, Do you know what it thing. is? So it, it's uh, the name given to rotten brown teeth of which people in Appalachian region so, of USA. Martinsville teeth. Mountain Dew is the official drink. Where We're just it, West Appalachia. It, it even replaces water it's most just, times. It's just rural Indiana. Like, I was in another small town working in a gas station the other day. It's causing a dental crisis. And, bro... <laughs> I watched a four-year-old walk out with a 32-ounce fountain drink. I know, man. It's unbelievable. Holy shit. I know. Like, I'm pretty hard on myself. Like, I'm a pretty terrible parent. I I felt pretty good about myself walking out of there. I was like, oh, at least I'm not that. And it, so, and part of it is like education stuff. So people just don't friggin' know. Like, they know. They know. They just you, don't they're care. They're not they, that. They I mean, know. They just don't care. You have to know. When Sarah. No, you have to know. Like a thirty-two ounce fountain drink for your four-year-old is bad, dude. You have for a to number know. of reasons. So Sarah did um, volunteer work, like babysitting um, for the for the homeless shelter here in town, and people would. She would basically watch the kids while they went and did classes and stuff like that. And one of like the two or three year olds were, was dropped off with their own two liter yes. of soda. Yeah, dude. I know. Yeah. No formula. It's no not. Milk. It's not lack of education. That is just I don't give a damn. Yeah. My kid likes it. They need it. I don't care. It's their soda. Yeah. So sad. Very sad. 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 Bigly sad. Bigly. Hugely sad. Usually sad. All right. Hey, 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 the title track. By the way, Derek's our guest. Derek, Derek, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you didn't read the the title of this episode, Derek Webb's here. So, not here, but... You know, it's a bigly interview. Later. It's good. It's huge. Yeah. Except for the... What, what are, we, we're drinking... Uh, yeah, what are we drinking? Many, many things. Boy, yeah. Uh, I I'm, had... I'm a couple in at During the interview, I had Texans Brewing... Uh, their, in the future, during the interview. Their Mezcal Barrel Exemption. It's the last one we had in the fridge. Um, it's good It's Belgian-style triple ale, brewed with agave and spices and aged in mezcal barrels. And then I also had Old Forester Single Barrel. I forgot how goddamn good this is. Is it? I don't know that I've had it. It is crazy that's good. Yours, right? That's not a pastor. No, it's a pastor. Is it? Yes. Oh, well, damn it. All and right. it's like half gone. Where have you been? I don't know. That's like a third gone or yeah, two thirds gone. It's half gone. Where have you been? <laughs> He's the only one who's been drinking. Surely it. you've had this. No, I haven't had this. this <laughs> I was, haven't. This was in the back of the cabinet, man. It's just, it's evaporating <laughs> yeah. on its own. Uh, <laughs> The, the angel share goes into Matt's stomach. No, it's, it's not even remotely what it is. It's a um, storage fee. The, uh, and then Brad and I currently are drinking uh, a beer called Life and Limb. It's a yeah, collaboration it's between fantastic. Sierra Nevada, which who we we really like, and uh, Dogfish Head. Brad, is that what you said? Yeah, between Sierra Nevada and Dogfish Head, who That's, we also love. It's good. Um, it's ale brewed with maple syrup and birch syrup. Man, it's good. It's a brown ale, basically, with oh, with sweetness to it. It's great. Nice. I'm drinking the Ainger 
Oktoberfest. Which we had, Brad and I had last week, man. It's yeah, good. That's delicious. a damn good October. And now I'm drinking Elijah Craig. So. And Brad had Oh, some. I had... Uh, yeah, Daniel's brother. Noah's Mill bourbon, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, did we get that from somebody? Was that from... That Matt was, Benson? Yeah, that and the... Uh, yeah, it, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Brew Claudie. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, I had Offshore Holdings... Oh, you know, spiced rum barrel. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie B. I had spiced rum barrel offshore holdings, uh, which is an imperial golden Mm. ale with citrus, ginger, and honey, and aged in spiced rum barrels. Dude, that is one of the best beers that a really great brewery makes. That that and the investor are probably my two favorites I've ever put out, man. Yeah, the investor is fantastic, too. Indeed. Uh, This round is on Brian Frazier. Native of Buffalo, New York. Never heard of her. Oh, B. Frage. B. 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 (laughs) Old Brian Frazee. Native of (laughs) Buffalo, New York, who resides in Northeast Georgia. Georgia. Uh, He's the father of two and a husband to one, Susan Presley Frazier. Never heard of her. We wished her happy birthday like two days ago. (laughs) Who? Who? I don't know. Her? Two weeks ago? I don't know. I've slept since then. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he said the tip of the spear, maybe the only tip, that was my game in the right. fight the against... Just the tip? Yeah. I don't understand what this is. Father of two, <laughs> just the, the husband tip of, the of Susan Presley Frazier, the tip of the spear, maybe the only tip, uh, in the fight against artisan pizza. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I like I like artisan. So he pizza. likes what Domino's and no, Papajohn's. Well, He's I do not too. a fan like, of artisanal pizzas. I like Domino's. I like Domino's. I, I like Papa John's is fine. Other than Papa Papa Brick, Brick oven pizzas. I feel bad like when I eat, I feel bad when I eat Papa John's, but I still enjoy it. Uh, Kingdo Pizza artisanal pizza in Bloomington is freaking fantastic. It's great. Yeah, I don't think I've had Kingdo. Oh, we got to go. Really? Yeah. It's have... it's wood fired, so it's like oh, in a wood oven. Nice. Dude. Dude. Tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, well, seriously, bro. Know. It is. Oh god, it's good. I just assumed it was like shitty college town no, pizza. No, 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 no. It's, it's uh, on the square. They couldn't afford that. No. I mean, if they're selling a lot of shitty coffee, it's, or a lot of shitty, shitty. Uh, it's pizza. really, really good. Yeah. Um, he's a lifelong fan of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, they're doing okay this year so far. Well, they're still they're, the they're going to tank. They're but. still in the same division as the Patriots. Yeah, so. I know. And fucking Josh Allen's our quarterback. So good luck with that. He loves to grill and smoke tasty meat stuffs. Same. Who doesn't? I like to eat tasty meat. Yeah, stuffs. I know. Yeah, the progress. Yeah, so somebody else wants to smoke it. That's fine. Um, and he was he was raised quasi Catholic. Wasn't everybody? I feel like all Catholics were quasi-Catholic. Yeah. Um, he I married. Know that I've ever known a Catholic that isn't quasi. But he okay. married into the Southern Baptist tradition. And Boy, that's a that's a job, culture. That's great a, job, Susan. Thanks, that's a culture Susan. <laughs> Jesus. So we don't drag him; we drag his wife. Yeah. Go from the Pope to Robert Jeffress. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Nice move. Um, anyway, uh, and have the good news is he's learned the path of descent. <laughs> Yes, he he has deconstructed and is currently reconstructing a more liberated belief system with the help of the likes of Robert Bell and Ricky Rohr. Ooh, the new the new Rob Bell, the new Rob cast with Pete Rollins. Anytime Pete Rollins on there, man, he's great. Yeah, I haven't listened. I'm too. A lot of Lacanian and Hegelian philosophy in it. It's dude, it's 
God, so do you follow Zizek's like tw- Instagram? Zizek's yeah, kind of an asshole. Like it, he's kind of depressing. Yeah. I feel like he would be a really huge bore at a party. Like I read Zizek, and I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I kind of can get on board with some yeah. of what you're saying, but. Dude, you seem miserable. Like, yeah. I'm not sure that any of this thought really leads to a lot of joy. Fo- follow his Instagram. It's yeah, like, dude, it's goddamn. Like, I would party with Pete Rollins. <laughs> I, I think he'd be fun. Zizek would be. I can appreciate Zizek without wanting to be Zizek. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He seems pretty miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Fraser is also a lover of good scotch and the occasional Ooh. cigar. I had scotch best scotch right. you've ever had, go. <sighs> I don't know, man. It would depend on the variety. No, it doesn't. Right. Pick out your favorite variety. I'll tell you variety. what, off the top of my head, because I partly had it last night, was my Arbeg. Yeah, you're a big Isla guy. I like, I like Isla's, Isla's okay, but I'm so not this one. Isla's are not my... The, the one I have, just entered into Lord of the Rings. The one right I have is... It's not their 10-year. It's like a, a special variety right, they did. Right, So it's almost a cross between an Isla and a Highland. So it has the smokiness a little bit, but it's more of a fruity... Follow through on a, it. Got a Mordor after finish. <laughs> no, that's the smoky. That's yeah, before. Yeah. This is the return home. And you get the fruitiness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The berries. <laughs> Tastes like Gollum's balls. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the. <laughs> what are you gonna say about Gollum's see, that, ball sack? See, that's just that's just us trying to no it's, trying to bring forward a hashtag. Is all yes. it is. Um, because no one has that on the tip of their tongue unless you're doing a podcast, or like, unless you have Gollum's uh, no, ball you really sack don't on the tip of your tongue. How I think, do yeah, you? That's true. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I'll say my. You were just gonna skip the Gollum's ball sack on the tip of your tongue. You're just gonna skip that. It's gonna go right over it. <laughs> yeah, I went over it with the tip right, of my tongue. You're go right. ahead. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> like, wonder where else like, you put that like ring. Running your tongue over a moldy peach. <laughs> Get a little bit of leather from the loincloth he was wearing. <laughs> Hints of leather. There was leather notes in it. <laughs> Wonder if he ever tried to put that. Leather in a meadow stream. Did he try to put that ring on the uh, <clears throat> little golem, maybe? <laughs> Multi-purpose. <laughs> wow. This is all for Josh Casey. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I will say, I mean, off top, top of my head, that Arbeg was a great buy. It was like 80 bucks. The 10-year I had, that was probably one of the better ones I owned. That yeah. was a Highland Park 18-year is one of the best I've oh, ever had. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say the mm, Aberlauer, Aberlauer Abunad. Oh, man. The barrel strength. Yeah, it's pretty killer. Was that Nelvish? <laughs> Pretty much yeah, anything yeah. in Ireland or Scotland is Irish. That one was yeah. so good. It dripped off. Uh, it dripped off of uh, uh, Legolas's nutsack. Uh, yeah, nice woodland. It was woodland. So you got wood notes in woodland it. Woodland nutsack. Uh-huh. The agent from Matrix <laughs> with his nutsack. Miss right. What were you so. saying, Michael? Uh, my if you get the space sides, it tastes like Aragorn's butt space crack. sides are fantastic. It tastes like Aragorn's butt crack. My favorite. Um, Scotch is uh, Scotch eggs. <laughs> See, he asked the question. He doesn't have an answer. I didn't to ask it. the question. He asked the question. Oh, did asked oh the yeah, you did. That's right. All right. Sorry, I've slept since then. Yeah. Scotch eggs. I do like Scotch eggs, though. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Ryan says he's a lover of, of a good Scotch and the occasional cigar, which ironically, uh, ironically, aids in contemplative thought. It does. Yeah, so it does. absolutely. A pipe or a pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brian Fraser. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for being. Thanks, buddy. A friend. We like you and your wife. Yeah, Ish. we do. 
No, we like <laughs> she's she's wonderful. She's one of my favorite people. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, and you're fine too, Brian. Yep, Brian, you are aces. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Why you wouldn't can, you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Hey, um, are you hand. ready for meditating with Gary Busey? I am. All right, give me one second. Here we go. Invasion of the hashtag butterflies. <laughs> this has been Meditating with Gary Busey. He's just insane. It's so weird that actually insane. fits into our interview later. <laughs> yeah, it kind of so does. <laughs> yeah, it kind of uh, does. Boy, that is serendipity of that's, inter- yes, that's synchronicity, very, my friend. That is the Lord's will, is what that is. Yes, it's that uh, serendipity, the yeah. rom-com from the 2000s. Michael, move on, please. All right, uh, you're listening to Look on the Bright Side with Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. Hi there. Always look on the light side of life. <clears throat> All right, yeah. What, what do you got? We had a uh, we had a neighborhood pig roast. Oh, like sixty people showed up. Like it was crazy. Are there sixty people who live in this neighborhood? Roughly, no, it was a bunch of like interlopers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they put that new. I road smelled in. hog. They put that new road in over there, and ever since it's just like just a just a bunch. Oh, of Oh, like, does it connect now? No, it um, doesn't. Yeah, we think I it's going to smoking hog. Yeah. Um. So our, our neighbors not drinking. Save up. the butthole for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the juiciness. Have is. you watched Mister Robot yet? Not yet. It's, right. We're gonna. Mandy and I are gonna watch the this first episode. This is a, a not spoiler, but. Uh, um. Jake Busey is in this episode. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, I, I like <laughs> lost my shit. So, all right. <laughs> Ironically, we talk about Mr. Robot later too. Um. Right. Uh. Anyway, it was uh, like a bunch of people showed up. And people we didn't even like didn't even know. Like it was literally our, our little neighborhood here. Um. We have a little Facebook group, and so somebody posted what three weeks ago or something. Hey, we want to have a pig roast. Am I interested? And a bunch of people came, man. And it was so we got to meet new people. And the interesting thing about my neighborhood is I probably <laughs> ideologically, politically agree with none of them. I agree with none of them yes. or but barely agree with them, or, or maybe occasionally agree with somebody. <laughs> Nothing like some hog testicles but, to uh, bring everybody exactly, together. But, like, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> like, I may not agree with any of them, but like. They can cook a mean when you hog. throw a couple when you throw a couple like hogs worth of pork in front of people. Yeah, it's was true. it two hogs? I think there were two. Pigs Fun fact: I think, that's, I think that's exactly why the early church, the entire focus was around the table. I think it is too, man. There's, food is food is the universal language. We talked about. I mean, Tyson and yeah. I sat together and we sat with uh, the really handsome neighbor that lives across the pond, right. uh, Valentino. Literally like the handsomest dude ever, man. I'm not kidding. Like a Valentino spaghetti. A Valentino. <laughs> Literally like the handsomest dude ever, man. Is that how he talked? It is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Um, he brings spaghetti to the hog roast. You haven't heard him. <laughs> anyway. Gosh. I think he's plumbing, yeah? Where's like, the his last name's Sicarelli, so like yeah. he's straight out of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Um Fonzarelli? No. Okay. Oh my god. Anyway. Fonzarelli. Hey! Apparently, him and uh, Tom Hanks have a little bit of a beef because of Turner and Hooch. What? Wait, what? 
Uh, was see. Henry Winkler in Turner he, and Hooch? He, he was directing it for about 14 days. Really? He got kicked off the job. I did not I know that. Turner and Hooch in the theater. It's not a great movie. It's not one of his best vehicles. No, it's no. not. Well, they lost Henry Winkler. What do you expect? <laughs> wow. When you fire, lose the Fonz. When you fire the Fonz. Fire the I Fonz. Mean, you're automatically the it's shitter. A, it's a cursed film. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I remember the dog getting shot. I watched it in the theater. Well, I remember spoilers. being really sad. I was sad. Michael, the movie came out like 1987. What, gonna, well, you just ruined Old Yeller, too. God damn it. <laughs> Bambi. If that dog lives. You're fine. Bambi. Yo. <laughs> what else? Michael, I've got some news for you. What? Han Solo dies. Oh, um, shit. Anyway, oh. anyway, it was just it was just a really laid back, like you know, I sat next to Tyson, my neighbor, who I just I adore. He's great. He and I have very little in common. I mean, outside of bourbon, outside of bourbon and booze. I mean, what, like, what more do you need? I know, really? like, but we no, just, I he I consider him a really good friend. Okay, now. so I will say with what you're saying, listen to the 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 Robcast. They talk about. Pete Rollins talks about democracy and the very mm-hmm. idea of democracy is to hold democracy only works in the, in the best way when it's to, it's essentially there to hold contradictions together. Yes. It's opposing yes. viewpoints that are able to work together for the greater good of the whole. Yeah. Like <coughs> that's what you're talking yep, about. It absolutely. is, it is essentially. And once again, what I like, I think this is the beauty of, the of Jesus in the early church where the the entire thing was centered I mean read the book of the Corinthians mm-hmm. half the book of first Corinthians especially deals with what about like, two Corinthians well, yeah th- three Corinthians um <laughs> the trilogy bitch. deals with one Corinthians a lot deals with a lot of issues around like around what happens around the table yeah absolutely there's a reason for that yeah like the earliest followers of Jesus understood that this is the common ground. The yeah. table is the common ground. Yeah. It's not Brand, about Brandon's big on that too. Are you it's, saying we shouldn't mm-hmm. be in our echo chambers? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Are you saying that? Well, I think what we're saying is get out of your echo chamber and share some fucking hog with a neighbor that yeah, you don't exactly. necessarily agree like, with. Like, I mean, you know, my neighbor Tyson is an example. I've never had a conversation I regretted with him. No, he's like, great. We just he's a good he's guy. fun. Yeah, he's fun. I mean, he has, he, he, he shot a bear uh, up in Maine. He did. I had the bear meat what you have damn it no i, I did try it. it was good what? Ah. um it it tastes like it tastes like ground beef basically okay. like it's it's really good but it, and he smoked it yeah oh man he's good <laughs> at smoking stuff anyway smoking in the bear yeah <laughs> tyson in the bear um but he's getting it like stuffed and mounted like he's it's he's currently at the taxidermy right now <laughs> what the hell is he gonna do with it's it? it's gonna be in his living room like he even he had to choose a pose Jesus for it. Christ. Like I can't relate to that. The Wait, whole is bear? he putting it on the floor as the a whole rug? bear or just the no, head? No, no, no. It's no, it's the whole bear. Like it's gonna he, be. It's gonna be like a huge bear statue. It's like a hundred and some pound bear that he's gonna. It's gonna be like in a glass case it's or whatever. A, I was like, dude, where are you gonna put things? It's a like teenage my living room. bear. No, like I hope that's the thing. To life like I don't even. Teenage sure. ninja bears. <laughs> Here's an NF show. Michael, it's 851. For real. Instead of living in the sewers of New York, they live in the woods of Chicago. Michael, the woods of Chicago. Chicago Bears. Can you please? I can't. I tried. Brad, I tried. I honest to God have tried. He's been drinking. This is when he's the worst is when he's drinking. He needs to just have water every night. So it's funny when he drinks and gets like somewhat hammered. He trolls. I'm like, I get to this point and I'm like, I just want to go home. I want to go to bed. I I want to go home and go to bed. Can you 
fucking stop it for three seconds. You've wasted like 60 seconds of okay, precious anyway, time. Let's go on. But anyway, that's the whole point of this whole, this whatever the fuck I just went out on for the What last. segment are we on? I right don't now? even know anymore. <laughs> anyway, like I, like, I don't, re- I, I don't <coughs> shoot bears, so I don't relate to that, but I'm happy for him that he's happy. Like, that's the thing. Like, About neighbors, murdering bears? Let me guess. There wasn't any vegan. I'm just going to talk to you, There wasn't any vegan. I'm just going to talk to you. Carnival. Vegan. My carnival. Your carnival. <laughs> okay, I'll just, it was, it was a really good time. I will say that. We met people we hadn't met before. And it was a really good time, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for my neighbors and the people that I live with around. That they're really good people. The people that smoked the hog, like they were in a driveway last night. We were just hanging out with they our kids. The hog of you. It was my nickname in high school. Um, <laughs> hey, there's that guy who smoked the hog. God, can we move on, Brad? Please? What do you got? He I don't. Anyway, I'm grateful. Stuff. I'm grateful for the place I live. I will say I'm, that. I'm grateful that I have a job that I like because I do too. I've worked a shitload and driven a shitload. <sighs> yeah, you have. Man. Like, I mean, I did 1,900 miles. You're like 3,000 miles in less than two weeks. I Would did you do 1,900 miles last week. No, I don't <laughs> want to. But yes, I will. Just to be that's really the, good, by the, the way. The, uh. I did 1,900 miles last week in 53 hours. After three days, I'm 30 hours in and 1,000 miles this week. Yeah. Like, it's a good... Like, I was thinking on the way home, like, it's a good thing I like this job because I would be ready to put a gun in my mouth. Yeah. And see, (laughs) that's the thing that I couldn't deal with. I was like, I just got tired of driving. Yeah. And I did... I mean, it's... it's It wears on you. I mean, I I get to the point where... You need a nap. You get to the point, like, I'm really happy I have a day off tomorrow. But that being said, <laughs> like, I really do like what I do. I, That's I, good. I believe I'm good at it. Yeah. And I enjoy it. And I just, I don't know. Like, it's, when I'm in the stores and working, whether it's in a gas station or a Starbucks or wherever I am, like, it energizes me to, like, see a problem, fix a problem. That's a very nine mm-hmm. Enneagram nine oh, sure. thing. Like. It, it is an energizing thing for me to do that and to be appreciated by people. Yeah, like, it's I mean, great. I man. had a, the, I was at a, the last job I was at tonight I was at a gas station. I mean, it's like two of their four machines were just utterly fucked and I fixed them yeah. fairly quickly. And they were like, Oh, I just can't. We're like one of the busiest stores in Indianapolis. Thank you so much. Like it's energizing. And so like, it's, it's, what, what the what hell? What are you doing there, what buddy? You doing, Sorry, bud? I'm pulling up my news feed, getting ready. We, I don't think, I don't think a we are farmers like <laughs> I just sound, sound bite. bite. I was like, no. that doesn't make any no, sense. No, I don't think I don't think the listeners heard it. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think it was just us. <laughs> we are farmers. Thanks, that's what J.K. You Simmons. Out. Anyway, I I I have a job that I enjoy. Yeah, and it makes a difference, man. It really does. Like yeah. I, I remember in high school, the best advice I ever got in high school. One of my teachers said he was like, I think he was new my junior year. And I ended up having him for my <laughs> junior year and senior year. He was like a social studies teacher. Who was it? Oh, God. What's his name? Mr. Wilson. Huh. You weren't. He was there. Yeah, he was gone before yeah, I was. Yeah. No, you were gone. Before gone before. Was yeah, I was gone before he was. Anyway, he's like, man, I've had a, like, somebody. I don't even remember how we got on the topic one day in class. But he said, here's the thing. He said. What I want you guys to know, this was like my senior year. He said, I've had a lot of jobs in my life where I've made a lot more money than I did do as a teacher. He's like, but 
I can't like the most important thing is to find something that you don't dread getting Absolutely. up for in the morning. Absolutely. And God damn it. If that's not true, like I know for me personally, like in ministry there, like towards the end, there were days where it was like, Oh my God, I know. I cannot freaking believe I have to go do this again. And that was just sitting in like a reading and studying and yeah. like, it was still just I, agonizing sometimes. But I, I just, I don't know. Like that, that advice has rang very true in my life. It was like the only thing from high school that I actually remember. Um, but I just, I don't know. I was thinking about it on the way home because I've put in just a lot of hours and miles the last week and a half. And like, I don't, I, I mean, I've got, I'm glad I have a day off tomorrow, but I'm not dreading Thursday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that's just a very valuable thing. So anyway. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, and that's why I left that job and why I like my new job. I really do like it. I enjoy the people I work with. I I mean, I, I don't like getting up at five in the morning. That well, who blows. does? That kind of blows, yeah. but and working 12-hour shifts. But, but I like the guys I work with, man. I mean, I like the people I work with, and that makes a huge difference. All right. Mike, what you got? Last week was uh, Thursday night. I went and saw the Joker. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it was it I forgot to tell uh, you. It, I can see how people would think it was problematic. Um, <laughs> it <laughs> it was nerve wracking. It was mm. uh, it was it looks intense. Dark. I mean, it was very intense. Yeah. Um, how, does he, how does he compare to Heath Ledger? Um, he is different, but. Uh, Equally as intense. I feel like more. I feel it's, it's like really it's really fucking dark. I said on the so edge of bat, my... He's so batshit crazy anyway. Yeah. Like Joaquin Phoenix. Like I felt like it wasn't a massive leap yeah. for him to do something like that. I, I really want to go the, see the, it. I don't know. When that I watched the, when I watched The Dark Knight, I literally watched it in my living room. I literally sat on the edge of the couch the entire time. Like I, it was that yeah. intense the entire time. Oh, I don't that know that it so was. Yeah. I don't know that it was. Um, that, that it'll be considered for Oscars, but he his performance is Oscar worthy. I think it is. It's it got he, really. It's not really got great good. reviews from what I've read, but I if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I mean, I, I want to see. I thought it. it was great. I want to yeah. see it. Um. So after that, I went. So I went with my brother, and we went to Triple Force Friday, which is. Um, basically all the new Star Wars merchandise comes out. Oh, yeah, out right. Oh, nice. Midnight. So um, I stayed out You're till, my favorite nerd. Oh, man. I stayed out till uh, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning. We I went to, um, I think, 7 or 8 stores between basically 11 p.m. to uh, to 3 o'clock. And just looking for stuff. I didn't re- even really want that much. It was just the the yeah, hunt just to, to find yeah, what I was right. trying to get. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I went out the next day. We went to like three or four more stores the next day. It was a lot of fun. That's I cool. mean, I don't I don't collect a whole lot, but um, I, I I found what I wanted, and it was it was good. That's cool. Just the hunting. I like this is kind of my favorite segment a little bit. Yeah, because it kind of makes me. Oh, reflect. Can I talk about? I'm excited about uh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, this coming Saturday, I was supposed to take my wife, but we couldn't find a babysitter, but so you have a backup. Uh, Matt's my backup. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're going to see Nick Kroll. Oh my God. Oh, nice. And Indy. We're going to need a goddamn shower when it's done. It's going to be filthy. Yeah. But like, I'm just really I, like you were talking about. It just reminded me you were talking about hanging out with your yeah. brother. It's just such valuable time. Like it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, you and I are really good friends despite just being brothers. Well, and we're we best will, friends. I mean, like, honestly. And, and, but we at times just utterly despise each other. <laughs> but we do. I mean, that's just the sure, way it, it is. is. But yeah, like, it's, it, but within sure. five minutes, we're over it. Yeah. And we remember that we're, and we're smoking cigars together. Yeah. But like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to 
that evening. We're going to go. We're going to the uh, Rascal. We're going to go to German tired. Fest. Yeah. Oh, nice. We're hey, probably we, going to go to Nick Roll. You should go Saturday with us. To, at least eat with us. You should go eat with us. You really I should. I don't know what I've got going on this You weekend. don't have anything. You're going with us. I probably have something going on. No. You should, buddy. I, you should I plan for you. It's in the evening. You should. Let's let us let's do that. Let's go to German Fest. And then we'll go see Nick Kroll, and you can go drunkenly drunk. I think I'm washing my hair that night. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, um, I am too. Honestly, yeah. yeah, that's that's my bright side. Uh, also, um, Mr. Robot and Walking Dead are on. So Ooh, and Peaky Blinders. I watched the first season. episode today. <laughs> Did you, man? Mandy and I are going to catch up tomorrow on Mr. Robot and Peaky Blinders' new season. Um, yeah. You want to go into the music segment? Yeah, yeah man. So, right. Music that we that we like. You yeah. want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, go ahead, man. So last last week I was um, new music, new music, new music. <laughs> all right, it's all you, buddy. Um, last week I was called a nihilist. So fuck y'all. I'm, I'm a lot of things, <laughs> damn it. but I'm I not apologize. a motherfucker. No, it wasn't just you. It, people continued it. Did they? Yes. And no, a lot of people said they agreed with you. A lot of people did. I did actually get a lot of people. You did a lot of people agree with me. And, and yeah. again, I listened I, to it again. But We've I did apologize. Have, I, I'm not. I'm not I, talking I, about you. Just hold on. I literally felt bad about that. I because you're you're definitely not that. Yeah. I just I felt bad about that. But I, that all that to say is uh, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a nihilist. Here's a list of things that I am. Man. Just one time I want him to take this seriously. <laughs> one time. That's all. That's all that's all I need. There we go. That's my song. You are a bitch. I love it. I love it because you're he doesn't give a shit. No, it's so on brand for Michael to not take this seriously in any way, shape, or form. I love it so much. I love this segment too. I got a laundry list of songs I'm playing. I'm sure you do. Okay, so this band is what do you know, a female fronted band. Oh god damn it. So double middle fingers fingers up to whoever sent the anonymous comment. It's fine. You're fine. Is it? No, it's not. All right. no. You know an anonymous comment against me felt very much like it was in ministry again. Yeah, I did. So I won't do that again. I apologize. No, you won't. Uh so this is from uh this is a band called Kills Birds. I need to revisit this album. I think they're LA based. Couldn't die. It is nine songs in 26 minutes. So it's like okay. intense. So like, like, I love, I'm starting to like really like albums too. like that. Yeah, me is, too. Yeah. They're very digestible. Yeah. Like, okay. So this is a, it's a, it's, it's classified as indie rock, but there's a lot of, it's kind of just rock and punk and yeah. So anyway, this song is called Worthy Girl. The band is called Kills Birds. The album is self-titled Kills Birds. So this is a worthy girl. No, that's good. It's is kills, my, kills, is my radio. kills Is my like, computer is that, Are we unmuted? Your friends in? Shut up. Are we unmuted? Yeah, you're unmuted. Okay. Go. Why is it not playing? God Unmute. damn it. Hold on. What is happening? I got you, buddy. What's what's the song? Worthy girl. It's okay. the first one. No, Michael. Michael. Why is my computer not working? I'll get. Are you plugged in? And you have Are the you? volume turned on. I got it. It's just not playing. God damn it. This flower kills birds. When she dies, so she rots like I love fish. it. 
I listened to it again today. Well, you're gonna like the album I have to play too because it's very similar. It's like a post-punk sort of. This might make my list. Yeah, I know. It's kind of. I need to revisit because I got it got buried along the good parts. I love it, man. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah. It's just 26 minutes of like intense rock. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man. Like, I get into moods where that's the shit I want to listen to. And so, yeah, I just, this is, like, slowly climbing up my list of, like, top, potential top ten albums. So, anyway, it's really good. Uh, A band I discovered last night. Are you going to turn that off? Oh, yeah, I forgot I was playing. Sorry. Um, (laughs) There was only a minute 12 left in that song. I know, right? That's what I mean. Like, it's really... Intense, digestible yeah. song. Um, so, yeah. This is a band called Kaput. Um, literally discovered them last night. Listened to one song, two songs last night. Listened to it on the way home today. Album by album remake of Green Day's Kerplunk. <laughs> it's absolutely not that. Uh, if you like Parquet Courts, you're going to fucking love Ooh, this band. I love Parquet You're going to love this band. Parkour? Band. I don't I know what song to play. I'm just going to play. Parkour! The- The, the best thing about Michael is when he yells off mic. Parkour! Parkour! <laughs> this parkour, is, parkour! This is the... Uh, What's the album? The is album Kaput uh, with uh, two T's? K-A-P-U-T-T. Uh, the, band was, the album is Carnage Hall. Oh, God, I love that. That's a great title. Uh, the song's, the first, I'm just going to do the opening track called Rats. I'm assuming it's about rats. Uh, probably a metaphor. Might be. It's straight car parquet chords, man. I mean, it's so much darker now. It's it is very parquet chords. It's it parquet chords, talking heads, a little bit. Yeah. The same song. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a little bit of saxophone in some of their songs. Like, I mean, it's just this song is very sexy. Not yeah, this it. one, but the other ones are. Skanking to the beat with the super tones. Good look at him. Jesus. Michael He's done I like it Yeah anyway It's just I yeah. listened to it on the way home today Like really for the first time Like yeah, really like listen it. to it Man it's a fun album It's just a really fun Like you said Like the same with Kills Birds It's just something you put on When you want to like I don't even know Like You just want oh, something That rages a little bit Yeah like, but like The thing that's nice About a 26 minute album Is your <laughs> Is like Yeah I, By the time I get to that I'm over it Like I'm done yeah. with like Oh God! You got the hiccups. <laughs> yeah, you bad. do that when you drink a little bit, Fuck, man. Yeah. Give me, anyway, give me a scare you. You scare me just by your presence. 
It didn't work. Parkour! <laughs> it didn't work either. I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a That's definitely that's gonna work. help because it's gonna make me vomit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Poor. what I like is that it it Sorry to all the Derek Webb listeners. Sometimes when I listen to like a ragey album, it's nice that it's short. You're kind of kind of gets me like yeah, yeah. It's a good like it gets those thoughts. It's out a good and, seventy degrees, yeah. sunny kind of windows down sort yeah. of album. Yeah, <sighs> right. which is also Derek Webb's new album is exactly like Ooh, that. It's good. Oh, yeah. spoiler! New singles coming up soon. Yeah. Well, not soon. Hang in there. Eventually, stay on targets. We'll get it. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> stay on targets. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the new speed. God, it's those D yeah. pickups that I know I'm gonna have for about Hold your breath. an hour. Ugh. And then they're gonna come back in about thirty minutes. Good news, guys. Um, Ocean Cleanup makes history by successfully collecting first plastic from Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Um for the first time in history, conservationists have collected trash from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch for recycling. After one year of testing, the Ocean Cleanup Organization announced this week that their system 001-B vessel is successfully capturing and collecting plastic debris. The self-contained system uses the natural force of the ocean to passively catch and concentrate plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, thereby confirming the most important principle behind the cleanup concept that was first presented by Boyan Slat back in October 2012. Love his first album. Yeah. It's like a... It's like a... Boyan Slat presents. Yeah, it's like a post-rock... Ocean uh, to clean up a Boyan Slat yeah. joint. Um, anyway, the patch is a massive island of trash drifting halfway between California and Hawaii. Over a trillion pieces of debris collected there. Insane. It's twice the size of Texas. Yeah, that's where all your pick razors go. That's it's where literally all your crazy. fucking straws go. Yeah, it's crazy, um, crazy. It's, it's hard to fathom the size of that. Like, twice the size of Texas. Yeah, like it takes three or four hours to fly over Texas. Yeah, like deep I know. in the heart of garbage patch. Um. Scientists said it would take thousands of years to clean it up, but Slack quickly made a name a for continent. himself. The sharks at night are dying right deep in the heart of garbage patch. With lots of plastic <laughs> in their stomachs. Um, Parkour! <laughs> See, he just keeps screaming at the entire episode now. Anyway, this guy quickly made a name for himself after he presented a TED Talk in which he claimed it could be done in less than 10 I'm years. Drunk. This is Brad Polly. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, me talk. too. Yeah. Uh, so scientists said it would take a thousand years to clean it up. He says it would take less than 10. Dude, that's crazy. <clears throat> um, he crowdfund- crowdfunded $2.2 million for his idea. Did we have a story about this guy at one point? I feel point? like we did. I feel like we did. I we told lots of stories on this podcast. I, I, don't, like know we had I don't know if it's like the, the giant like. Yeah, it was like a. Big freaking collector thing. Like I think a, that's a what teen- it is. Was, is this guy a teenager? Was he a teenager? I think at the time he might have been. Yeah, a teenage mutant ninja bear. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> Just living on. Can you fucking <laughs> Johan Slat New or continent? whatever his name? Brohan Garbage Patch. <laughs> anyway, Brohan Slats. They're gonna turn it's, it. Into it's still a- in testing, but like they've successfully collected garbage. So like. Yeah. It really is in the process right. like, where they could literally clean this up in 10 years. Yeah. Like, 
So that's that's a big fucking deal, man. No, it is. Because our all, oceans are dying. First like, of all, stop. Literally you dying. need to stop using pla- like I went. To, I've gone to Subway Here's two or three times at work. I don't know that it's possible to not use plastic anymore. They're still like, using the lids, man. You can sh- you can you can cut it back. I don't know if we'll ever get rid of it. Like I've I've gone to Subway two or three times in the last month or so. <laughs> On purpose. Yeah. It's, it's like shit. it's like the closest one to work. That's the only it's reason I terrible, go. Terrible man! It's like too much. You walk work. out smelling like a horse. No, asshole. if you get out of there in like less than five, you get you're a good. Euro, man, that shit's awesome. There's not one in Moore's on. Yeah, yeah, there is. Literally is right by yeah, Kroger. New right but that's way old, da- that's way down in the old Long John Silver's. That's way past. That's like a quarter mile past Taco Bell. Um. Anyway, like I don't <laughs> grab I don't grab straws there. Like I've not last. Several times I've been there just because of that reason. Like, I know it's not going to make that much of a difference. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, Starbucks whole thing of like, but you're, you're not going to do stores anymore, but like there's more plastic in a lid than a straw. So like, it's just Here, seems like just a, hold your hands out. I'm going to pour your latte right in. I mean, I, I feel like they need to offer more of an incentive for people to bring their own. Yeah, yeah they, cups uh, they do 10 cents, but that's not yeah, enough. but that's not enough. Like, I think they need to do like a like a. 50 to 75% or 55 cent off. I agree. Something, something that will in, entice people to bring in their own shit. Yeah. Cause 10 cents, that's nothing. Like that's everybody, nothing. Eh, whatever. I'm not a shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, it's just everywhere. I don't know that you can get away from consuming plastic. I, I think there's, I think it's heading that way. I think it's going to take a while to get there, but, wow, it's, but, but at least we have a way. I mean, at least there's, there's this method of, Hey, we can actually, make some headway into and I'm, dealing I'm, with this. I get really concerned even about recycling. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happens with this once I throw it in the, the bin. Like, I think recycling is a farce. I, I mean, I feel like... I still do it. But 90, I, I do farce. too, but I feel like 90% of what I recycle is just going to end up in a landfill anyway. I think you're right. Yeah. I just, I don't know what the solution is, man. Like, it feels like way too big of a problem for just like normal people like us to deal with. Yeah. Wait, yeah, but anyway, it's great anyway, that guys like this are coming exactly. up with Yeah, at least solutions. there's at least there's head there's headway making or yeah. they're making headway into this. Uh, okay, so uh, twenty three thoughts about this, but I'm too drunk to explain them. Yeah, don't. Uh, twenty three <laughs> travel complaints. These are actual travel complaints that measure the limits of human stupidity. These are actual. Are we doing more than one? I feel like we should just do one. Okay, I'll save this one then. Okay. Okay. Travel complaints. Yeah, I'll we're save gonna this one. we'll save it. We'll All save right, it. That's uh, fine. We're just, just gonna do one. do one because it's like it's nice. I, I have one. I have one, but I also have two product updates that are pivotal. That's fine. Very pivotal. I'm sure they are. Uh, I'm sure. So yeah. breaking news: wheel dropped by helicopter crashes through roof of Illinois home. Oh. An Illinois family said they returned home to find a wheel that had been dropped by a helicopter in midair crashed the roof of their home. The video, the, there's a picture of the it wheel. Is, it's a, a literal wheel, wheel sticking through the top of their ceiling in their house. Like, and what was it coming off of? A helicopter. That's the kind of shit that kills people. Uh, like, Linda Taylor Witt said she and her family had just returned to their Linwood home from you eating out Saturday evening. <laughs> right. Uh, when her daughter went upstairs to use the bathroom and found the wheel had crashed through the roof and was lodged in the ceiling. Rock me, mama, like a helicopter wheel. Rock <laughs> me, mommy, what you feel. Hey, I'll tell you what. Darius Rucker's it's next been, terrible. It's been mama. three and a half years. Hey, mama, rock me. There may not be anybody with a quicker wit than Michael on this podcast. Like a quicker uh, response to anything <laughs> Give me said. some bourbon. Yeah, well, that is I, true. I did. Yes, this is barrel proof, Michael. Uh, I, 
Yes. Uh, Barrel strength. Barrel proof Michael's my strength. Michael is a lot to take. Uh, I didn't know. That's my favorite Michael, though. I didn't know what kind of wheel it was at first. I guessed it was an airplane wheel. Hysteria went through me, she told the Chicago Tribune. Taylor Witt contacted the police, (laughs) who in turn called the local fire chief to come and take a look at the unusual scene. And they couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was like, I've never in my life seen this. Well, this isn't a fire. What the he fuck said, you I've been for? a fireman for 30 or 40 some years, and I've never seen this. Lord uh, knows I have. Taylor. It's because it's not a fire. It's a fucking wheeling. <laughs> Look, at all, those, Look at all these dead hookers inside these, these trucks. trucks. I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Lord, Lord knows, knows I, I have. Uh, Taylor Wynn. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Norm MacDonald deep cut. It's, well, I don't think Norm McDonald said it. It was uh, no, it was it was still a Norm McDonald yeah, vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Witt. There's the Saigon whore that bit my nose off. I feel like all Norm McDonald vehicles are deep Time cuts. to pay the fiddler, whore. <laughs> uh, t- Taylor, watch Dirty Work if you've never yeah, seen it. Yeah, watch it. Uh, Taylor Witt said she received a call Monday from the owners of Summer Skies with a Z Incorporated. Oh my so God. there you have it. There you have it. A flight what is school. This, 1995 Youth Ministry. A flight school that operates a helicopter at the nearby uh, Lansing Airport. They, they were bought, they bought their helicopter. Lansing with a Z. They, they, the, they bought their helicopter off Amazon. It came from Japan. The owners told her the wheel was from a piece of it machinery. A piece of machinery used to move helicopters between airport hangars, and it somehow stayed attached to the vehicle before falling off. So nobody could have seen that when they were taking (laughs) off. So it's one of those like that they used to taxi, yeah, like a plane or a helicopter out, and it somehow nobody decided maybe we should detach this, like the guy pushing the helicopter out. So it was that wheel. It wasn't the actual helicopter wheel. Was Drunk Michael driving it? I or know. I feel like Drunk Michael was driving it. What the hell? Michael, where have you been last year? <laughs> I've, got, I've got people that'll confirm my whereabouts. <laughs> Michael, what do you have? God damn my it. Whereabouts. Dare I ask? All right. Uh, product update. Not whereabouts. 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 Um, all right. Product update. Um, so, uh, in Quito, Ecuador. And where your wife was born? Yeah, it, it, she was they born. They eat a corn. lot of fat. Not in keto. A lot of fat in there. Whipped cream. Yep. So, uh, they have a keto, new. It's a, it's a keto diet. That's reference. a deep coat of keto joke. <laughs> they, they have a uh, <laughs> With a lot of whipped cream in their coffee. A new ice cream flavor, <laughs> guinea pig flavored oh, ice cream. Yes, yes. Quee flavored ice yeah, cream. Yeah, quee. Uh, anyone? Quee flavored ice cream? That's yeah, a different thing. Beef. No, no, not quee. Quee. C-U-I. Um, uh-huh. anyone, anyone who thinks guinea pigs as pets, uh, cute, squishy, uh, squeaky bundles of fur, uh, might find that hard to d- digest as they eat this thing. So, What are you laughing at? What are you doing? There's a company, this guy, he, he prepares 150 servings of guinea pig, and it's a dollar a cone if you'd like to get Boy, it. Boy, that's a this. pretty good deal for us. Well... And so if you're looking for a good deal, pretty good deal for a heavy protein uh, ice, ice cream. cream yeah. well. <laughs> if you're any guinea pig, eat it with liquefied and frozen. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like I would try quee. I would try. I have tried pig. it. I know, and I very. I would do it. I'm not sure. Would <laughs> eat it in ice cream form though. It's That's like bacon, kind of bacon flavored ice cream. It's not. I mean, they're both pigs. 
Yeah, no, no, they're not. No. Would you, would you try queef? <laughs> what are you doing? What is your what, Matt's officially lost? What is your he malfunction? My God, <laughs> Michael, keep going. All right, um, <laughs> new product update. Remember Tide Pods, guys. Remember yeah. this? We now have Scotch Pods. No, fuck that shit. I saw that in the pub. Fuck that shit. Is it from Glenn, Glenn Limit? God, is this Limit. not? This is a, this is real. It's real. This is real. God, do you remember the episode of Parks and Rec where yeah. they go to the yes. and like the Scotch is delivered in like a hand lotion? Yeah. And he says, "There's there. This is the wrong way to consume Scotch. To consume alcohol. That is fuck that. Hashtag drink no scotch, glass required. No. If you're gonna drink Scotch, drink Scotch. If not. Drink a fucking white claw. It's part of their capsule collection. No. Yep. So, so you just literally sell just sell that being scotch. said, if anyone can get their hands on these, we yeah. would totally take them. We it's would. Like, We're not hey, going to agree. This with is how it. we get rid of plastic, guys. It comes in a in a fully biodegradable little little pouch, and you put it in your mouth. It's got a flavor explosion experience, and then you just chew the chew the capsule. You and else swallow. has a flavor explosion? Chew experience? and swallow. Chew and swallow. Fucking a glass of scotch. You yeah. fuck I feel like I squash. feel like these are gonna really be abused by children. Like I saw this and I thought this seems like a really bad idea. They have yeah, reinvented number of shots, levels. is what they. Yeah, yeah this, you're right. this tells me you sell shit scotch. Is you have to have no, a marketing. No, it's, it's okay. okay, that's good. fine. But like, why do you have to have a marketing? Like, this is not a thing that anybody's asking for. Nobody's asking for this. But I would try it. We would all try. Well, it. I would try it, but it's nobody's asking for it. I mean. Yeah. If you drink scotch, you drink scotch because you like scotch, not because you want it in a fucking Tide Pod, Tide pod form. I'd try it. Ugh. Kids will do this, too. I would try it, too. All right. And um, Ma- Matt's, just so we're clear, Matt's the only one angry about this. Michael and I would try it. I know. would try it. I'm just angry about it. We would buy We would buy a box. Brad and I would have one. Matt would take the rest. And, and eat and them eat, all. Eat them all. All in one night. In five minutes. I just can't stop eating these. It's like Cheetos. I hate this shit. Is he oh, eating them all? so angry. <laughs> He's silent because he knows uh, we're right. Damn you, ice cream. Come to my mouth. Damn it, Scott. What are you looking at, you... You, you stupid. stupid. <laughs> That's right. That'd be after about 12 of those. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those could be abused fairly easily. Easily. Yeah. All right. So here's my well, story. What our culture needs is, is a, <laughs> More an reasons easier way to, to consume, consume alcohol. alcohol. God. Apparently damn. the shot glass isn't working anymore. Jesus. <laughs> All right. So. God, I need to pee so bad right now. Um, You're going to want to sit down for this. So this man has a cat and he decided he was going to let this cat basically go stay at this hotel. It's cat hotel while he's on vacation. So he checks the cat in and there are cameras. You can monitor your cat um, at this hotel while while it's there. Um, His cat is a very expensive cat. It's a breeding cat. It's, um, you know, Make it, it, it it's can provide a lot of money for him because it's a purebred cat, which who knew those things existed. So, here here's the uh, here's the headline here. Did you say a breeding cat? Yeah, it's a cat meant for breeding. It's a cat. stud cat. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a stud cat. Garfield the stud cat. Note to right. self: 
I don't want to live. <laughs> Another dirty work reference. All right, are you ready? Here, 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 oh, here, sure. here is the, the, the title of this article. It's, it's, a, it's like a paragraph long. Exa- exhausted but very happy cat needs a glucose strip after mating with at least five females in a single night after the staff let him out of his cage at a pet hotel when they went home. Locked himself into oblivion. He needed a fucking glucose drip. Ridiculous. <laughs> this cat's just out here living his best he's life. A, he's just a, banging everything. He's a, a Russian blue cat. I bet he, he didn't sound like he was he's that blue. He's not blue anymore. He's not blue anymore. No, no he's the, what's the opposite of blue balls? He told the hotel. He exploded supernova balls. The, he, he was very specific. He told the cat. Told saggy, the hotel, the cat was husk, not neutered. balls. So the pet hotel has since apologized and offered to pay for the liquid therapy of glucose. Liquid therapy? The... Like cat. I, I need some fucking vitamin E now. Stat. Uh, it depends on how much vitamin E yeah, I can get. Yeah. And here's the thing. Bitter, baby. They really don't know how many. <laughs> baby, please. I am not from Havana. <laughs> they really. They re- God, God, you're going to make me spill my bourbon. <laughs> they really don't know how many cats this. Fancy drifter cat banged. It's a glue was a wear you out. Oh, that's man. just what they caught on camera. Was five. <laughs> there, there were times where the cat went off camera, freelancing. Went off camera, <laughs> just spraying it everywhere, just everywhere. Um, so Dude, kudos <laughs> to this cat. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. That was good. Mm-hmm. And it, it good was, and it, terrible. It happened between the hours of 10.40 p.m. and 5 a.m. The cat mated. Um, That's usually when I mate. Good Lord. Five times. Um, yeah, sounds about right. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> nope. It sure doesn't. And this cat is... Yeah, this cat is like on another level. So the, John Holmes, of the cats. owner's upset Jesus. because he told them that it was it was a, a, a not neutered cat. It was a, a, a normie cat, street cat, a breeder cat, a drifter cat. You know, hashtag bang by a drifter. Yes. Um, That's a so they so so he said they had the nerve to be upset with me. They wanted me to explain the situation to all the other owners. My fucking cat is exhausted on a <laughs> glucose trip, and this is my fault? Beef jacket time. It's literally like me on my honeymoon. <laughs> this is my fault? Baby, seriously. I can't do it again. We got to wait at least another hour. We got to wait at least 20 minutes. For God's sake, I need, I need glucose and lotion stacked. <laughs> So he added that they are going, they are going to compensate each pregnant cat's owner five hundred renminbi, renminbi, uh, fifty six pounds. Where the fuck is this? This is in uh, wherever Russian blue cats are from. Probably Russia. No, it's not. It's uh, where is this at? Oh, Kazakhstan. Shit. 
Kazakhstan. South China. Not South a country. There anymore. South. No, Kazakhstan is a country. Kazakhstan is not I'm a Kazakhstan. You absolute ghoul. <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the the hotel is going to be... Matt, Matt is drunk enough that he doesn't know that Kazakhstan is not a country. <laughs> So this hotel has said we're gonna they're gonna compensate each pregnant cat's owner's five hundred remimni things like fifty six pounds is what it is I don't know how much that is and then uh, they promise to sell any kittens on their behalf how generous of them the mm. other owners have also told the the owner of the Russian Blue that they'll either give me a kitten or one thousand rinminbi. 113 pounds uh, if their cats turn out to be pregnant. A pedigree blue Russian can be worth between 350 pounds to well over 1,000 pounds. The word itself makes some men uncomfortable. <laughs> but Giant. good news, the cat, which, which is named... Uh, You're ready to be fucked, man. Which is named... Ziope. Ziope uh, has since regained <laughs> his strength. Our cat, Ron Jeremy. He, he, he has since... Regained his strength in his unstable condition. He's back at it. He's in stable condition. Cat namer on Jeremy. I love that he fucked himself to dehydration. It's <laughs> amazing. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's that's top notch, buddy. You're welcome, Derek Webb fans. <laughs> this is come back next week if you'd like to see some more I mean, hot really, cat content. <laughs> Who hasn't screwed enough to need a glucose drip? Am I right? <laughs> I tell you what, though. This here's here's. That's one small step for man. Everybody's dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. <laughs> to fuck yourself into a glucose drip. My God. Uh, Boy, that was a, that was quite a yeah, journey, buddy. Now, now to Derek Webb. Now on to our uh, <laughs> interview with Derek can you, Webb. Can you send your stories, buddy? I'm just asking. Can, no, you, we're going to do the fucking intro, and then I'll edit, and then we'll come back and do the rest. <laughs> All right. Friend, God damn it. Why is my alarm going off? Um. Okay. Uh, friend of the podcast, Derek Webb, is a singer-songwriter based out of Nashville, Tennessee. He is coming on the podcast for the fourth time. He is here to talk about his forthcoming album, Targets, and we're going to have the world premiere. Dun, dun, dun. Dude, it's a... Quite literally. Yeah, and it's a... God, it's a good album. It's such a great album. Yeah. It's a world premiere of the first like thing you off think that you know Derek Webb's music. No. You don't. You don't. <laughs> until you hear that. Derek is like, oh, you know me? Left turn. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of Dylan-esque yeah. when he like went electric and yeah. people were like, boo! Yeah. And he was like, fuck you. Yeah. It's I really do what good. I want. Mm-hmm. Yep. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Derek Webb. DerekWebb.com. Further up and further further up further in. Yeah. 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 Derek Webb. We have you on the line. Are you there? <laughs> I'm here. This is, if we have him on the line, you don't have to ask if he's there. Well, you know, he might have died in between well, the, the, the last say, five seconds. And if you say, do we have you on the line and you get no answer, then rhetorically, the, yeah. I mean, you, you understand that there's a problem. And yeah. so I don't mind the question. Yeah. Are you, Der- Derek, are you alive? Are you well? Yeah, I'm here. I don't mind saying so. Do we need to do a wellness check? Have the police come? Maybe. Make sure Maybe. you're alive. Um, so this is probably the most uh, anticipated episode 
for me in a long time. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Been ready, ready. Since we saw you at the house show, what was that? March? Uh, Yeah, in March, April. Yeah, something like that. Minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had this record for over six months. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Wanting to talk about it. You guys, I know. You guys have had it for a while. So, um, so uh, in as I told you beforehand, it's literally the only CD that's been in my car since March. Well, yeah. first of all, I think mm-hmm. we need to say congratulations. Yeah, man. Yes, congratulations, man. <laughs> Derek, Derek is a wedded man. I am. This is my first uh, wedded podcast interview. It is. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you I heard it different. here first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I sound different. Yeah, you do sound. Um, you sound uh, more um, married. More married. Yeah. More. <laughs> More, um, Supported. Ma- more mature, really. Yeah. Just, more uh, mature. Yeah. yeah, very yeah. wise. Like, I get wise yeah, vibes. I off feel there. it. I feel that. <laughs> you look, you looked ridiculously happy in the pictures, man. I, we were just, we were, we Thank were all, I know we were all super stoked for you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's very kind. And, you know, we've all chatted over the years a handful of times. And I feel like you guys have, I feel like our conversations have, have even been documents to my story along the way. And so I know you guys are in a position to, know what you're talking about and i do really appreciate i let's, really appreciate let's that not it, let's not there is that. a reason why i look so <laughs> stupidly happy in those pictures i'm sure yeah um yeah it, let's let's not get carried away that we know what we're talking about <laughs> no you do we, we know we know all things Derek. that's uh, what we no, know you guys are the best i mean we're we're all pals now so you know yeah and this is the this is the fourth time you've been on the podcast Man, uh, you guys are so generous. Twice by mm-hmm. yourself, and then once with the airing of group, that's, airing that's of right. grief group gang that's posse. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, I've, we've got a lot of questions, um, and um, w- w- let's let's start by saying we're gonna we're gonna debut the first single of your yep. record. That's right. Later on in in this episode. If you listen to the end, this is going to be the first place, the the first and only for at least a few for at least a few days. Couple days, world Um, premiere. This this will be the world. There are dozens of people who are so excited. (laughs) Yes, dude, just dozens. Derek Derek has been around for a while. I think this makes. (laughs) I feel like the um, the progressive Christian Carson Daly is what I feel like. Oh, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) <laughs> our post-christian i don't know what we're calling ourselves these days who yeah. knows why do we have to put a label on it we yeah don't. so if you listen to the end when, then we're gonna right here with the pastors we're gonna premiere the title track the first single from the record uh days early you, you heard it here first never yes. forget it yep all right so um first of all this album totally different than all your other albums and i feel like you could almost say that about all your albums they're all all there, there's the the only thing I think a lot of them have are tr- are references to former albums. If that makes sense, maybe. But, I, I I am I'm a little heavy. I'm I'm like self referential. But I love I, it. I, I hope I'm on the right side of that. I mean, it's it's the Mister Ro- you're like the Mister Robot of uh, um, singer songwriters. <laughs> there there's no higher compliment you ever could have paid me than that. Yes. Well, you're really, it, because you're really, it, because it sounds like you're singing to yourself in yeah. some weird way, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because I am ultimately my only audience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Because all the songs you think are about other people are ultimately about me. I, I am a, a classic n- narcissistic artist, but also I am, and I, I you know, if I, I know you, I know you're big funny, but I've actually said this many times that ultimately, no matter what the song is about or who it seems to be about, I am always ultimately the one in my crosshairs. You know, and mm-hmm. the only if there's anything 
relatable or resonant about the songs, it's it's only it's it's an evidence of the fact that there must be resonance in our stories and like in something I've been through and something you've been through. Um, and so the years that I spent, you know, in the church writing songs about what I was seeing there was just as much an evidence of, um, or the people who were maybe felt criticized by some of those records were really just relating to me in ways they might not have realized because I was writing about my own experience and I was writing about the things that I was seeing and experiencing. And so in, as far as that, it was other people's experiences, those, those records might have been resonant, but I am, I am always the one in my crosshairs always. Well, I feel attacked right now. (laughs) I feel completely attacked. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And yeah, I, I, I got some questions later on about specific songs that, uh, we'll, we'll get into the ways that I feel attacked. Um, (laughs) so this, this album is different. Um, you've got a full band on this record, um, which is something you haven't done in a, in a while. When's the last time you jammed out to a full band? Right. So the last time, you know, I, I have over the last five or six or seven years, increasingly played more and more stuff on my records and, and gone more like into the cave by myself to make these records. And, um, uh, fingers crossed. I did everything but mix that record. I, 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 no, no one heard that thing till my guy who mixed it, Shane Wilson, um, worked on it. And so, and that's been a pattern for me increasingly over the years where I've done more and more and more and more. And the last record I did like properly in a studio with a band, I'm, I'm going to say was ringing bell, uh, the ringing bell. And because after that one, I did Stockholm syndrome, which was mostly just me and, uh, Josh Moore, um, although we did have a friend come and play some drums on that, but mostly Josh and I did everything. And then, um, the control record was almost the same thing. It was Josh and I with the same buddy playing drums on some tracks. I've got um, the uh, graphic novel of ringing bell, by the way. Yeah. Uh, those were dope actually. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's really great. A, a pal did a bunch of custom artwork for it and it was beautiful. Um, and so, yeah. And then, you know, the progression goes on from there with me doing more and more on my own, but you know, here's the thing. I started recording targets um, the same way that I have been making my previous records, kind of by myself in my studio, programming a lot of stuff, playing mainly guitars. I did know early on that targets was going to be a different record in terms of its energy. I knew that it was going to be, um, uh, so coming off of like fingers crossed, which was a very, heavy, um, record and, a you know, and a very like the, that cover kind of says it all. It's like very exposed and vulnerable and turn and like teal, you know, um, I knew that targets was a completely different energy because I was in a, I was in a really different season of life. I was, you know, targets to me feels like a record about finding everything I lost on fingers crossed. And so it's about finding, some settled version of not maybe spirituality, but definitely the, the reconstructive side of the grid that I, through which I look at the world and, and starting to feel more comfortable and settled with some of that and, and maybe approaching issues of spirituality from more a place of strength rather than a place of mourning and grief. And, 
And then, you know, it's also about finding love. Um, as we referenced here at the beginning, you know, I'm newly married and, um, you know, and that story, that story is well documented on this record. So it was just a completely new energy and I wanted everything about it to reflect that. And so the sound of the way that I make records is the way I produce them. I want in like in the first 30 seconds of a record of mine, as soon as you, before you hear lyrics or anything, as soon as you hear the sound of it, you should have a pretty decent idea of what kind of year I've had. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like based on this, just the sounds I've done my job right. And I think that's true of the last few records, definitely true of fingers crossed. And so the sound of, you know, defiant joy, which is really the feeling to me of targets is rock and roll without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. And so I knew it was going to be a rock and roll record. And so the point of this whole long rabbit trail was that I started recording it, knowing it was going to be a more energetic, different type of, you know, approach. And I started recording it um, on my own, and and was playing some of what I was working on for a few buddies who I trust, and asked them what they thought of the sound. And they said, you know, I hear what you're going for. I like. I think the songs are are good. And but here's the thing: you're not going to be able to um, accomplish what you're setting out to do here. If you do it all by yourself, the sound of rock and roll to arguably is the sound of, of, you know, aggregate energy. It's like the sound right. of, of a gang of people in a room doing something together and, and preferably live, like the energy that spark, that's the sound that you're looking for. And I'm not sure you're going to accomplish that all by yourself. And so I, and so I had to kind of stop and reevaluate and, and then decided to, for the first time, you know, in more than 10 years, I guess, um, uh, since Ringing Bell, you know, put together a band, go in the studio and record this thing the old fashioned way. And which is what I did. So I grabbed my pal, Chris Kimmerer. Um, Chris was the touring drummer for Stockholm Syndrome and a very long time pal of mine. Um, and then kind of a newer friend, um, Josh Reedy who was in a band called December Radio, who were actually a pretty kick-ass, kind of fringy Christian rock band. And um, and those two guys are actually in Thomas Rhett's band. Thomas Rhett is like yeah. kind of a pretty hot shot country artist right now. So those guys both play in, in, in TR's band. And um, so we, we had to kind of find time to make the record when TR was off the road. But um, so we mostly made it, you know, Mondays to Thursdays. But um we got in the studio with, with my my other great longtime collaborator Shane Wilson, who's mixed almost all my records, and he's a legend uh, of a mixing engineer and, re- and recording engineer. We got in his studio on the east side of Nashville, and we punched it out in just just a handful of days. And it was wow. mostly all recorded live, and it was a it was a collaborative effort, and it's a band record, you know. So yep. that's a different thing for me. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of fun. Um, I think what I, I think Matt said this. We were talking about it early on and he said it a few times since then but it, it sounds like it's a record of Derek Webb in love yeah it's like it's, it's and, precisely and, and not just with is. and not just with a you know a partner but with yes with life I mean yeah that's right that's right and that's precisely that's a great way to put it and it's <laughs> I, I like, think and, and, and kind of losing my fear to be hopeful again and be as you said in love like yeah. with life with the idea of of the future and those things. And, and I think that that was, I, I feel like, you know, with fingers crossed the album and then with the tour, I think I heard you talk about this at the house a little bit, that it, it was hard fought because I mean, playing the songs night after night. Yeah. 
um, I mean, it's it, like you said, it's it's heavy, heavy stuff. So it's not like it's not a joyful record in the sense no. of uh, you know, like like targets is. It's and so it, you almost had to have like the catharsis before you could. And when you did finally have the catharsis, you did come out on the other side, and that's right. It literally was the light at the end of the tunnel, and you finally came out the end of the tunnel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the fingers crossed record was it, the, its its consequences were very positive. The, the having yeah. worked through it, documented it, gotten it out of my system. Targets is what comes next. It's it's what's on the other side of grief. It's the yeah. it's the sound of finding the things that I lost and being finally on the other side of grief. That's that's what it is, you know. So let's talk. Let's talk about the title track. Let's talk about the album as a whole. Um, yeah. Why? Why is this the single? Um, why? You, you talk you about talk, of fucking rock. Yeah, because of, <laughs> the, guitar, <laughs> the guitar riff is just fucking awesome. Uh, awesome. But, um, the uh, but you say targets on the back of God, women you've loved, friends. Why? T- what is targets? W- what is the concept behind yeah. the song and the album as a whole? Yeah, so the idea behind the the title track and just the concept in general. Um, so the cover of the record is um, is based on a painting um, that uh, Jim Dubois did, who is a, a guy I, I met online. Actually, I found this painting that he had done that I just fell in love with the energy of it and the look of it. I was um, my wife Abby and I were looking online for something that could just even just to find reference images for something that I had in my head, and we found Jim's painting. And I just flipped out because it was precisely what I was looking yeah. for. And it, essentially the reason was because it had all these bright, energetic colors, oranges and reds, yeah. and, and it had in the middle of it. And I, would, I literally described this to her. And we were both, she's the one I think who found it. And, we were, and I described this to her that what I wanted, what would be awesome, and this is leading me to my answer about the title <laughs> track, is a, a kind of deconstructed, bullseye like a deconstructed uh, target yeah. like you know something that looked rudimentary and like it was be, you know something um you know being made without quite knowing what you're doing yet kind of finding your footing again and 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 kind of paint something on a wall that you can aim at mm. and um and i found his painting which is actually wound up being we we did a riff on it as the cover we inverted all the colors and and uh and and made the background black and and so the cover is slightly different than I originally thought it was going to be but it is the cover for the first single is that orange background that painting um, which I actually bought from Jim it's hanging in my kitchen that and I look awesome. at it every day and I love it but yeah it's it's amazing I just love the energy of it and but the point was that that what it represented to me was the idea that you know when you go through seasons like what fingers crossed represented and documented and you go through deconstruction or you know, a, or maybe a, a better, plainer way to say, to say that, because I know that's a real, that's kind of a, a, a catch-all term for yeah. a lot of people um, in spiritual circles, but basically just an, a complete audit of all the ideas or presumptions on which you lean to make the world make sense to you. Yeah. And um, just an audit of all those ideas and just kind of looking at each one um, again, to see if they still ring true today and, um, going through all of your language and determining if it still really represents how you, how you feel when you look at the world. And so I was imagining, so on the other side of doing that, um, you know, the, you, what you don't want to do is, you know, 
proverbially throw out the baby with the bathwater. You want to, and, and maybe another even way to say it is that um, from a spiritual standpoint, um, God doesn't get everything in the divorce. And uh. I immediately started to realize, you know, there's a lot of really good things that I either learned or that are just part of reality or, or, or are part of my own personality that I have over these years identified with my spirituality. But really, my, my previous spiritual beliefs don't own those things. For instance, my, my concern and preoccupation with my neighbors or the poor, um, my uh, acknowledgement of my need for community and friendship and camaraderie with, you know, with, uh, with, with folks and, and good friends who really know me, um, uh, the, the role of love and companionship and partnership and, and kind of ethics around a lot of those, all of those issues. And so it's like, there were a lot of things, uh, maybe some of my political or, 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 or social ideas that I had, I'd identified with and given maybe the credit or, or the origins I'd given to my Christian spirituality, when in reality, these were just, these were things I get to bring with me. So, you know, when you're deconstructing, yeah, you do burn up a lot of it because maybe a lot of it's not worth bringing with you. But there are other things that are really valuable that, that you get to bring with you. Those are your things. Those things belong to you. You bring them with you. And so my idea was, the metaphor in that title track was anything that's, that is not real, that can't bear the weight of my love or my worship. Um, those straw men, those false things, I'm going to burn those things down. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my targets with me, which is to say, I'm going to take my, you know, these newly reconstructed aim, uh, aims, and I'm going to put those on new things. And so, um, I'm going to bring those targets with me and, and take them off of things that don't deserve them and put them onto new things. And so it became kind of the journey of, where do I aim my care for the poor? Where do I aim my love of neighbor? Where do I aim my, the root of my ethics? Where do I aim um, my, even my frustration or my joy or gratefulness with the things that happen in my life? Where do I aim when I'm thankful? Where do I aim all that energy? Um, and the answer to those questions is what Reconstruction is. Um, and so, uh, and that's a lot of what's on the album. And, but, th but that's yeah. really what the title track kind of goes through and says, here are the major things that are important to me that I need to, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm looking to reconstruct and, and aim the, my energy in, in new places, you know? So when are you writing your book called God doesn't get everything in the divorce? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's fucking That killer. is great. That is just. <laughs> it feels like the next album, yeah. actually, is what that yeah. feels like. Well, I mean, and it's, and I kind of, you know, I, I, some of those lines are in that title track, you know, just kind of saying like, just explaining some of how I got here. The bridge of the song is, you know, you, you were the aim, but you're not the source. You don't get it all in the divorce. You can't bear the weight of all my love. Uh, the sweet ricochet of my own voice from above. You know, that's this is the part of the podcast where uh, my computer decided to auto update right in the middle of the goddamn interview. So uh, well, this is where we pick back up with Derek right here. Yo, holy shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I was just uh, uh, taken advantage of. Just minding our I own blame, business. I blame the ghost of Steve Jobs. No, personally. Seriously, Apple just forced me to do an, the, the new system update. Yes. I didn't, I haven't clicked on any of that i am so sorry man uh Dude, fine so um we want to be respectful of your time uh fine. when do you need to get off of here 
Oh, well, no, I mean, let's, let's just pick it up and, 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 uh, and keep, keep going and finish it out. All right. Well, we have like another half hour, so probably we. Or I think we get caught off around seven thirty. <laughs> if you need to go, just tell us to fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> just play the goddamn song and. Uh, exactly. Uh, um, so, so did we? We did we you... we have everything, so we're okay. good. It, it okay. all. It. Thank God for Steve Jobs for saving the file before he <laughs> auto-, auto updated us. Jeez, man. No, I, th- I think where I was at was. You know, I, I, I was just talking about the bridge of that song and just about, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, you, you know, the, uh, that, the line, the, the line about, um, you know, um, I, if you've got all that, then, you know, we could kind of yep. pick it up after yep. yeah. you know, the me kind of explaining the meaning of the bridge, um, section, you know, and, uh, I kind of don't remember exactly, um, but. Um, I mean, it's a we can we can we can just go to the next question if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. There's, well, I, there's, I, there's probably not a bad spot to cut it right in there somewhere. Okay. I think I wrote this or, or I wrote questions down like as soon as I heard the record. Like I was like, I know we're gonna interview him at some point, so I better <laughs> just write it down now. Yeah. And I, it's interesting you say uh, you talked about reconstruction a little bit and and the, and you use the bridge as an example. Yep. Because when I first listened to it, the album. So almost seemed to serve not necessarily as a reconstruction. I think it is that for sure now that I've listened to you talk about it for a minute. Hmm. But when I wrote it down, it's it wasn't necessarily reconstruction, but a bridge between reconstruction and deconstruction. Yeah. Um, kind of the end of one season and the beginning of another. And that I'm kind of interested to see what you... <laughs> I know we're already talking about this album, but I'm kind of interested to see what the next album is. Right. If it almost serves as like a trilogy with fingers crossed being the, you know, the deconstruction, the targets being sort of this joyful bridge out of that and then right. what's on the other side of it's a collaboration with Kenny G. Yeah. A Beach Boys <laughs> cover album. There's kind of Fe- just nowhere else to go. Feature, um, featuring Yanni. Yeah. No, I no, I know what you mean though. And I kind of feel the same way because it 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 does feel like um, you know, again with fingers crossed being such a a reckoning with and a process of you know, kind of moving through a document of, you know, that, that grief process and, you know, grieving basically, you know, kind of losing everything that you feel like makes you, you and all the, all the, the parts of the, all the things that your personality is kind of anchored to, to make it what it is, you know, to you and all the things that kind of, uh, make, make up the various parts of your personality to, to, to lose those things and then to have to figure out what's left and, and who are you and kind of start a process from scratch that initially took, let's say, 35 years to right. complete um, and to start at, you know, day zero. And so Targets does feel like a little bit of the chime after the reset button, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, a chime after the restart button a little bit of, kind of saying it, it, it does to me personally feel like, um, where fingers crossed felt like the writing and recording of fingers crossed felt a little bit, if it was a struggle and it felt like a, maybe even an act of desperation a little bit. It felt like I remember telling people like, I just needed to get it. I just needed to get through it. I needed to get it done. And I wasn't necessarily ambivalent or, or even really proud. I, I don't really know. I just was relieved to have it yeah 
and to have it behind me. It was like a record I was really glad to have done and behind. I was looking more forward to having it behind me hmm. than I was looking forward to putting it out, you know, and, yeah. and like a lot of energy about the, the, the present moment of it being out as so much as I was really looking forward to it being behind me. And so with this record, it feels like coming back at describing the world as I see it, which I, which I've always considered my job description, um, from a place of strength. Yeah. And, um, again, and, but a different strength, it's a different strength than I've had in the past because it's not rooted in something external of myself. Um, which is a lot of, you know, what the, you know, albums and songs about God or the divine or something. Um, it, it's, this is a different kind of strength because it's realizing that maybe just like a, like the, like a song, like all of me is here. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of about me finding that I have all that strength with me and maybe I've had it the whole time. And maybe as I was saying a second ago about the bridge of, um, the last line of the bridge of, uh, targets, the title track, you know, says in reference to what I'm now referring to as God, you know, it it was a, a sweet ricochet of my own voice from above. So it's like it, I just, I realized that, that, that the, what I might have called the Holy Spirit or that gut, that instinct that, that that's always really yeah. served me well and that I followed and listened to maybe was me all along. And I can trust, you know, where the church, I think, I heard Dave Bazan once say that the, the church teaches people to distrust their bodies yeah. when it talks about like, leaning not on your own understanding. And it's like, no, I think I actually can lean on my own understanding. And I, and I think that and I don't, it does, I don't feel arrogant to say that because I think the same faculties that anyone, even and especially my evangelical friends, are leaning on to discern truth as they see it yep. um, or God's voice as they hear it is the same faculties that I'm using to determine the same thing, except I'm just acknowledging it as the voice of my gut. Yeah, I, I feel so right there with you. I have like several questions just about what you just said. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so the, the all of me is here. Um, you talk about um, um, how you and uh, I assume a group of people were, uh, were all, I, th- I think, I, if I'm yeah. understanding the lyrics, we're all atheists and you just went and got further. Um, and uh, I, I know that there's some projecting on my part, but I feel like we're, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, mm. But it, it seems like it, it's a spiritual journey toward being more present compl- and a, a more complete being. Um, mm. And you say towards the end, um, if it's true, if it's true, it's true. Even coming from the serpent's mouth. Maybe that's the second verse. Yep. Um, can you talk about sourcing truth um, that may, that you may have once deemed inappropriate i guess well right yeah well and so that and i that one quote i love that quote actually is a richard uh dawkins quote um where he says um we're all atheists i just go one god further than you um (laughs) and his that's a great line yeah and and the quote being i mean and the the top of that song the lyrics that are at the in the first verse of all means here is you know do you remember when we used to sing about Baal and Zeus, you know, yeah. and so Baal kind of being an, an early false god and Zeus kind of being, you know, you know, people don't think about the fact that like there's no debate anymore about whether or not we believe, you know, in in the Greek mythology, in the figures of Greek mythology. And and therefore, we 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 have all rejected gods. We're all atheists. I just go one god further than than maybe some of my evangelical friends. Um and um 
And so, uh, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a Dawkins quote that I, that I love. Um, but in terms of like the, you know, looking at truth, I think what was interesting to me was, um, thinking about in that second verse, you know, thinking about the, some of the origin stories of creation and, and civilization and, you know, kind of the Adam and Eve in the garden. And I was kind of imagining like, you know, you know, like, um, that, that maybe, you know, j- just because you hear something from a serpent doesn't mean it's not true. And that yeah. maybe, and, and I, I think it's, it's actually kind of even biblically inarguable that that's true because, um, you know, the, the fact that, um, that, you know, he kind of revealed to them some of what would actually happen, um, you know, if they ate of the fruit of the tree and things like that. And he wasn't wrong about some of that, um, you know, apparently, <laughs> at least as far as that story goes. And, um, you know, it was, it was just interesting to me to go back initially, because all you have when you first, when you're, when you're first deconstructing or just on the other side or at the beginning of a reconstruction process, all you have are your previous references. All yeah, you have. Absolutely. You know, and that's why like most of my metaphors, I'm talking to friends trying to d- explain things are mostly Bible references because yeah. that's the language I'm familiar with. And yep. I think those are stories and narratives that I, that, uh, that I know well. And so I, I can usually draw some metaphor from those things. And, um, and so that's where you start and you start with that and you, and you begin to, once you get free of the presumption of truth, that something you've previous, previously believed must be, or even might be true over and above something else. Once you're free of that, you can say, well, but what if maybe anything could be true? Then as I start to look at other things and weigh out how they feel in terms of whether or not they ring true to me and other experiences that I've had that maybe has never squared up with what I've read in the Bible or other stories from other friends of other, of other beliefs, um, that are very compelling to them. And I want to listen more closely to what they're saying and weigh that out and see how that feels to me and maybe experience some of those things. Um, at, once you're free of the presumption of truth, then you begin to look at everything a little bit more like from the scientific method and say, okay, well, I've just got this hypothesis and I'm going to test it <laughs> and I'm going to see how it feels. I'm going to see if it rings true and if it holds up and I, and nothing is going to be outside of the scope of that, of that testing, including the things that I previously, that were previously non-negotiable to me. Yeah. Um, unthinkable, uh, to test those things, but now I'm going to test all of it. And so I think I started in the garden and then I proceeded from there. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, man, it's so freaking right where I'm at. And God damn it, Derek, you always do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, if this music thing doesn't work out, Derek, um, we could probably make room for a fourth pastor. Yeah, if you want to sit at the table. <laughs> we, we need to class this fucking joint up a little yeah. bit, and you kind of bring that to it. Just, a, just I, mean, I think it'd at least be a lateral move, yeah. right? I mean, no, yeah, it's least, definitely yeah. a step down. <laughs> um, Wait, for Derek or us? For, for, for Derek. Um, so so uh, there's a lot of those concepts in the album, so you, you're hitting on a lot of a lot of stuff. So in, in, even in, in state change, um, you use that language about renewing your mind. Yes. You say a kick in the ass, exactly uh, right. rebirth, sobering up, getting a fresh face. Uh, it's a new day. Um, it, it, and I would never want to put religious labels on you, but it calls back to the themes of death and resurrection. Yes. Um, absolutely. It, it, and you could even go scientific about how the universe works. Death brings new life. Um, that's right. And, and, 
even in the line, I need a safe place to renew my mind. Uh, it, it it reminds me of, um, the, uh, the caterpillar's need for a cocoon, uh, to become a butterfly. Um, so that's right. Do you feel, let's use the, are you a butterfly, Derek? Do you, do you feel, <laughs> do you feel the more worst free? question yeah, in the history yeah. yes. of podcasting? But, but, but can you talk about that freedom you feel on he the other side of that? Into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I call, you gotta remember, I called you guys. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, no, that's definitely true. And that's another good example of me realizing like the idea of a renewed mind or the or the process of renewing your mind is also not exclusive to evangelical Christianity. And as you said, like even just scientifically, I mean, all of life biologically is in a state uh, is, is constantly in a state of going from, uh, simple to more complex. Everything is in an, everything is in an increasing state of complexity. Everything is breaking down. Um, everything is breaking into smaller pieces and getting more complex, everything, um, even in a sense of decay, everything is, is in an increased sense of complexity. And, and I think our lives are that way. And, um, and, uh, you know, so, um, so I think a song like, like that, I mean, I was, I was, you know, with a a buddy of mine who, a good buddy of mine who was talking about, you know, when he gets kind of caught in, in rut moments where he just, you know, where he's having a hard time kind of figuring out what's what, the thing that really benefits him is to kind of disrupt his, he actually said those words to me. He's like, I just need a state change. I was like, because, and I just immediately was like, okay, well, prepare yourself because I'm immediately going to go write a song (laughs) and it's going to be about this conversation. Um, because, and and he would do things that were like well outside of his realm of comfort. Like he would go on a, like, I'm not an outdoorsy type dude. I'm just not. And, and, um, you had me and yet, and yeah, Oh really? And yet, um, you see me as a a big camper, but, uh, but, uh, have an algae. Yeah, exactly. If if I don't walk briskly to the mailbox, I'll get a sunburn. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that is not yeah part of my. But anyways, um, that that to have some practices in place, and so for a lot of my friends, this is what led them into, you know, either hiking or meditation or just finding ways to disconnect and reconnect. Yeah. In a way that was renewing for them, and I think that's a lot of what I was realizing. I was needing to. You know, which is also why I didn't want to, for instance, jump in to another, like here in Nashville, I know that there are, um, you know, these small pockets of regatherings where people kind of recongregate yeah. almost like, at, like halfway houses for church, where it's a way for you to recongregate on a Sunday and do something that's a church-like practice, but without God. And, I, and when I first heard about that, I was like, well, that's commendable. But at the same time, that's basically you asking me to do all of the things that I did in spite of of the fact that I like all the things I didn't enjoy about it. <laughs> and, and the only reason I was doing them was for the one thing you're saying is not going to be there. Yeah. So if there's not a God requiring me or, or I'm not persuaded that it's the best thing for me, um, for his glory and the good of, you know, me and all these people, then why would I be doing any of this? I don't, I don't want to too quickly regather and recreate some of those practices. Um, only because they're the things that are familiar to me. I want to wait and give it time and, um, and find new practices and things that are disruptive in positive ways for me. And, you know, which is part of what's led me into some of the reading I've done and some of the study I've done and, 
you know, ideas like meditation and things like that, you know, and it's been a really good thing. It's been, it's been renewing in that yeah. way. Yeah. I love meditation. Yeah. It, it's, it's a little off topic, but what have you been reading? I mean, what, uh, I mean, what well, was a, was a, I mean, I guess maybe a more, t- a more targeted question, um, Hey-o. would be, <laughs> <laughs> get would it. Be- <laughs> Do you get it, Derek. See but why I- it's funny, Derek. Um, maybe a more, you know, were there, were there certain books that you read or certain things that you sure. sort of consumed that informed the album a little bit? Sure. Well, I mostly, I mean, uh, you know, to be honest, like mostly my gut, um, right. you know, it was mostly just my gut, mm. but, but definitely what was informing my gut, you know, was I, I, I definitely did the rounds of all the greatest hits in terms of like <laughs> the books you read on the other side of the big religious audit, which are going to be you know, a lot of, uh, Chris, Chris Hitchens and right. Richard Dawkins and, you know, um, and then, but then also books, um, you know, like, um, Max like Lucado. Old, Max um, Lucado, sure. Joel Osteen. <laughs> Finally able to see those as just bad fiction. Um, <laughs> uh, was so comforting, but, um, no, but also reading like the, the series of books, um, like all the, you're a badass books. Um, Jen uh, Sicaro, is that how you say her last name? Sincero, Jen Sincero. Um, <laughs> with the assist. With the assist. Hi, right. Abby. A great, a great, that's what a great, that's what a great wife can get you right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but, um, and I, and just, you know, like starting with everything from deconstructing one thing to imagining a new thing and like, you know, trying some of those practices out, law of attraction, any, anything I could try and just as, as I said before, kind of putting through the process of hypothesis and test and see what turned anything up. What was there any evidence to, to try again um, and to maybe make into new practice? And, and so I enjoyed all that stuff. Yeah. My absolute favorite track is, is Good Grief. Um, oh. I mean, th- th- this week, this is my favorite track. Last week, it was, it was, <laughs> Last week it was State Change it, for yes. me, so... Uh, but so, um, but this week it's, it's absolutely good grief. And I, I love the album as a whole, but this one, um, really spoke to me this week, uh, based off of, uh, um, uh, well, our last episode actually. Um, so you say, uh, um, you discuss the, the relief and grief of leaving, uh, um, I don't know if organized religion, religion as a whole, what, uh, mm. It's open to interpretation. Um, you say there's no hills on which to die, no reason and no rhyme, just chaos coming down and meaning and the meaning we assign. And that's not nothing. Oh, it's kind hmm. of everything. Um, and I am a hundred percent with you on this. Hmm. Um, but I all, I often get, uh, labeled, uh, atheist or as of last week, nihilist. That's <laughs> I apologize um, for that. It's fine. Um, it wasn't. Just, I, reson- I, re- I resonate with. Yeah, yeah. So, but but I don't. I don't feel that way. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like nothing matters and and that nothing is connected. If anything, I feel like uh, I found a deeper meaning for things and and that things are more connected uh, than than I ever did. With the caveat that we make those connections, uh, that mm-hmm. we give that meaning. Um, so. Where are you with all that? Is everything meaningless? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. And, and I mean, in my opinion, I think there was a long time, there, there, was, a, there was a little while where I, I tested the hypothesis of nihilism <laughs> um, and everything being completely meaningless. And, 
And here's what I would say is, in my opinion, um, if you're asking in a hypothetical sense if everything is meaningless, I would say maybe. If you're asking in a specific personal, if you're asking me personally specifically if everything's meaningless, I would say absolutely not. And the reason is because meaning as I perceive it is assigned only. Yeah. And so if you're asking, is there inherent meaning, specific inherent meaning, objective meaning, I might say I don't believe so. But is there assigned meaning? Absolutely. And so, and I kind of, and it, it's, 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 it's so abstract that it's almost an argue. It's, almost, yeah. it, it's a hard thing to argue one way or the other. But what I have found is that even if you test it out and I think about it in through the grid of my years of evangelicalism, I would still say that the meaning that I, the deep meaning that I found in things in general, where, when I did find it was the meaning that I was assigning to it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what we do. I think that's what people do. They assign meaning to things. And then that meaning is obviously meaningful. I mean, you know, it's like, and it, it, it's not, but is it inherently so? No. Like, yeah. is this, uh, you know, is, is some, you know, random leaf from my front yard inherently meaningful in and of itself? No. But if my daughter picks it up and brings it in to me and gives it to me as a gift, then I might assign the same meaning to it that I assign to a ring made of platinum, you know? So, so I think that meaning is assigned. Um, that's my opinion. Um, and so that's definitely what's get it, what I'm getting into in good grief. And, you know, I, for me, that song is just about whatever is behind you. Yeah. Um, that uh, that it's a good grief to have come through it to have arrived at this place. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I, I have yeah. felt that so much, just that uh, I feel, um, I mean, I- I'm sure you love Taylor Swift, um, but, but, <laughs> but the... Um, I feel like that's a large <laughs> assumption, but okay. I, I feel oh, like it's that's his true. next collaboration. But, but, Not Kitty <laughs> G, it's Taylor Swift. But I, I feel like her the first song off of her latest record, which was um, I Forgot That You Existed, I feel mm. like it, I can listen to that song with the lens of God and, you know, it, it, and I, it, and it's a good feeling like, Oh, it, I, I got to a point where I wasn't constantly worried about you. I, yes, I forgot yes, that you existed. Yep. I moved on so much that, that like, that, that doesn't weigh on me. Um, and just to give you a little insight into my psyche, I, the last week I've been uh, constructing a tweet. It's in my drafts. Um, <laughs> God, that's the saddest thing you've ever said. On <laughs> yeah. the yes, it's it's fine. Uh, so, but but here here's here's where it's at. I'll, I might release it later. Um, so <laughs> alongside uh, Derek's title track, yes, yeah. Uh, it's everything is meaningless and everything is meaningful. I, different interpretations yeah. for the same thing, uh, different vantage points of ultimate reality. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at I right like, now with all that. I like it. And I also like the thing you said about like being free of the preoccupation of having to maybe have an answer to certain questions, which was, for me, a big part of the relief of the break I took, you know, the post-deconstruction break, which was, you know, I'm just going to give myself a sabbatical or a vacation from having to answer certain, having the, the need to feel like I, I have an answer to certain questions. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because here's the thing, like most of it, I mean, and this is where I kind of came up with my my new MO, which is when it comes to invisible things, I highly recommend uncertainty. Because, 
You know, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty good uncertainty. It's a pretty good way to go when we're talking about invisible or unknowable things. And among those are, you know, maybe like is, I mean, unless somebody has evidence I haven't seen, that's not their own personal narrative or testimony. Um, you know, whether or not there is a God out there, let alone a God who is both good and powerful as articulated in scripture to whom you must be reconciled by whom you are reconciled through his son, specifically Jesus, who was a Middle Eastern man who lived in the first century. Like, I'm not really sure about all that. And, um, and so, uh, you know, once you get maybe briefly free of the preoccupation of having to know, especially yeah. considering that my opinion on that doesn't really fundamentally change the objective reality of whether or not of what's really going on. Um, my, my opinion about what happens on the day that I die does not materially affect what's going to happen. And so I can kind of give myself a break because one of the things I came out of the Fingers Crossed album with was, you know, at least an idea was like, Either my beliefs about evangelical Christianity were not correct and whatever happens after I die will be what would have happened whether I had died believing it or not, um, or I, I was correct maybe about the, 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 the reality of evangelical Christianity and the God to whom I was reconciled will ultimately save me um, because I was his, but in a season of doubt or whatever, um, like the various realities that I could imagine, the various options, any one of which seemed reasonable to me and also completely outside of my control. And so why am I so preoccupied with it? Why can't I take a break? Why must I punish and torture myself to have answers, defendable answers to these things when ultimately these are not knowable things? And also, my opinions about them don't materially affect their reality. So I'm going to take a vacation, you know? Yeah. yeah it, I, I was going to ask this towards the end, but it, it, uh, it feels so, so you have been for, for 25, almost 25 years, you've been, uh, publicly talking about your, um, spiritual journey, if you will. And, yeah. and I'm sure your spiritual journey is longer than 25 years. Um, but, but you've, it's been pretty public. You, it's pretty well documented where you've been, where you're going. Uh, not necessarily where you're going, but you, where you've been. And, 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 you know, we, we see the trail of, of, of how things have been. Do you, do you get tired of talking about that? Um, I know we just talked about it for like an hour, but, <laughs> um, no, I don't. And the reason is because, as I've said many times before, my the, my um, the best definition of an artist's job description that I've ever heard is to look at the world and describe it. Look at the world, tell us what you see. That's the job. And I don't think there's any way to really do that without addressing the grid through which you are looking at the world. Yeah, which would be that spiritual worldview layer. Yeah, and um, that lens. And so for me, and the thing is, you know, some artists, um, be them Christian artists, self-described Christian artists or not, um, some choose many, uh, evangelical Christian artists tend to make art, uh, mostly about the grid through which they are looking. They don't really describe too much the world that they see. They talk a lot about the grid. They describe the grid a lot, but they don't, they don't talk as much about, um, 
the, the world they see. It's like when people would used to ask me when they found out I was a really big Bob Dylan fan, they would ask me, oh, well, you must love Dylan's Christian records, you know, those records that people <laughs> will, sometimes, will sometimes describe as his Christian records, you know, the late 70s, early 80s yeah. records, Shot of Love and Slow Train, um, Coming. Slow Train Coming and Saved. And, and I would say, well, yeah, you know, and I, like, I like all Dylan's records, you know, one way or the other, but, um, um, but I'm less interested in hearing Bob Dylan sing to me about Christianity as I am interested in hearing, in hearing a Christian Bob Dylan sing to me about everything else. Uh, and like, I would rather hear Dylan look through the grid of his beliefs and tell me what he sees in, in all the rest of the world than him sing to me about the particulars of believing Christianity. So for that reason, I mean, I think those records are good. I like all his records, but I don't think they're his best. And so for that same reason, like, yeah, I mean, I, I do spend, and it's a choice I make as an artist, but I spend a lot of my time, you know, I have spent a lot of my time preoccupied with the grid through which I'm looking. But that said, that's not the only thing I talk about. Um, yeah. You know, on all, on all the records, you know, Mockingbird is a lot about politics and yeah. social issues. And, you know, um, so is The Ringing Bell. I mean, Stockholm Syndrome is a lot about, you know, ethics and issues of race and sexuality. And, you know, and, and as you guys have, I think, said well, Targets is a record about love. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those things come. I feel like maybe on each record I need to do a, a slight tweak and update of the grid through which I'm looking so that you understand, um, my perspective on the topic, the other topics covered. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I think, but I definitely don't tire of it because not only do I consider it my job, but I also have seen, um, especially in the last few years with the release of fingers crossed and the airing of grief podcast, I have seen how comforting, how comforting it is to people to hear, the um their own stories articulated yeah. back to them um and to hear soundtrack for their emotional lives when they had previously found none um in order for them to realize they're not alone they're not isolated going through what they're going through i mean you know when i was going through all of the the the, the long season that led to the release of fingers crossed i remember the thing that pulled me out of writer's block um was not that i was emotionally bottlenecked so much as it was that i during that season went looking for soundtrack for spiritual deconstruction, soundtrack for yeah. divorce, soundtrack for a lot of these things. And I was just finding hardly any, I mean, I just, there was hardly any soundtrack to accompany me and comfort me through those seasons. And so what finally shook me out of it was, Oh, I need to make, I need to contribute. I need to make mm -hmm. what I couldn't find and needed there are probably other people needing and also not finding. Yeah. So that's something I can contribute. That's some purpose I can find. Yeah. And I need to, I need to make that. And, um, and so, you know, I found a lot of value in contributing, um, soundtrack, uh, where I find very little for complex and nuanced seasons of life, you know? Well, good. I'm glad you're doing that. Cause it, it, it does mean a lot to me oh, and sure. I, yeah. I would still want you to keep doing it. So I, just, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should feel bad about make about requesting you continue writing. So, <laughs> so, uh, so just a couple more questions. We, I know you, we want to get you out of here cause I know you, I think you said your wife's leaving for Texas. I've got 20 more questions, but I'll, 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 I'll narrow them down. Well, uh, as usual, we'll just have to pick up and do a, a, a two part at some point. Yeah. yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, so the final song, uh, come home to your body. Um, was it come home, come home, yeah. come home to your body. Yeah. In parentheses. Um, 
how much of of that song is influenced by the work of your uh, your cohort, Jamie Lee Finch? That's literally yeah. my question too. Was it really? Yeah. Okay, well, so we narrowed it down yeah. to one yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there there were um, there's a lot of language on the record that I learned from, borrowed from, stole from, you know, various meaning, very meaningful influences on me. And as I, you know, I already mentioned kind of, you know, Hitchens and, and, and Dawkins and, you know, like a lot of those kind of folks and, and certainly, um, you know, my community and my pals who I've done some of this work with, um, you know, at different points I would text different friends and say, Hey, FYI, um, you know, you're for sure going to hear some familiar language on this record. Um, cause these are things that you might have said to me or that I've heard from you. And I know that, you know, that, that particular, uh, song, that last song, I think was a title of one of the airing of grief podcast episodes that I think Kevin called, I think he titled it come home to your body. And I remember when that came out, I sent him a message and said, Hey, did you, did you come up with, did you just come up with that? Or was that something you heard? And, and he was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I, you know, and, and I was like, well, just FYI, I mean, it kind of similar to, um, the, uh, state change, which actually was John Allen, um, the other <laughs> co-producer of, uh, of the area of grief, um, was just words that I heard come right out of their mouths. And I was like, yeah. oh, well, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I think to me, it was a similar thing to, you know, feeling like there was something conceptually satisfying, um, and appropriate about targets being, a full band collaborative friends in a room making noise together um a community effort kind of idea there was something about that that just felt right yeah and i think in the same way even from a lyrical conceptual standpoint a lot of these ideas came out of the mouths of all my friends yeah and yeah. things that i was learning from from people in my community and so yes you know like a lot of these things um as i once said on it was a quote that i actually heard from a pastor friend of mine that wound up on the mockingbird record i went to a to who was then my pastor and said to him it was just before the mockingbird records probably referring to stuff off my very first record and i said to him hey man i i just want you to know that in, in case you haven't heard some of these records and you haven't noticed like i'm constantly plagiarizing <laughs> the stuff i hear you say from the pulpit here and i really appreciate it. i hope that's okay and he said to me well of course that's fine because as you know the truth is public domain uh, and i said yeah. and i and i said great thanks and i went and did it again and with that line that line yeah. in the, in the song mockingbird and um and that's always kind of been you know my approach is you know if something's yeah. true it's gonna you're gonna it's what francis schaefer might have said when he said mm. a different version though when he said that all truth is god's truth if you find something that you believe right. to be objectively true then that has its origin or root with god and i would now say you know that, that those types of truth self-evident as they may be are free to and available to everyone. Um, and where I find them, no matter where I find them, even from a serpent's mouth, I will uh, use and quote and live by them. Yeah, I immediately thought of uh, Jamie Lee Finch and Hillary McBride when I heard yeah, that song. And I was absolutely. Like, I can't, I, I'm sure Jamie's heard it, but Hillary needs to hear it too. So yeah. make sure, yeah. we'll, we'll make sure she, she gets a copy. I believe she has. Yeah. Okay, and awesome. it's not just And it's not just a sexuality thing. It's just, just, coming home to who you are in yourself yeah it's embodiment yeah. is what yeah. it is yeah yes. yeah yeah yep. all right so that's exactly right that's exactly right before so, so we usually do a lightning round but uh you've done yeah. all of our lightning rounds um <laughs> so i have a new idea it's a it's it's quicker um a word association mm. are you familiar with this 
Sure. I'll say a word, and then you say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Are you ready? I'll do my very best. I, I, I have a really hard time. My therapist used to always get really mad at me. He would ask me how <laughs> I was feeling, and I would say, well, I think I feel. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't, not through your brain. Don't tell me how you think you feel. Tell me how you feel. And it took me probably two years to stop saying that. So I'll do my best right here. <laughs> You're like, I'm okay. going to punch not, you in the face. To but your I'm not therapist. sure that's I'll be able to get a job. I'm gonna be All right. able to do. First word you can think of. Okay, here we go. Uh, water. Mm. See, I'm thinking. I can't, I, I don't know what to do <laughs> no. about it. Um, uh, weightless, fluid, free. Uh, cereal. Um, children, because that's, I mean, I have boxes and boxes and oh, boxes. Oh, sure. The I correct answer is Golden Grams. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? Well, Golden Grams, yes. I was actually going to say um, uh, Quaker Oatmeal Squares are really. <laughs> oh, hygienic. yeah. You're speaking my language. There we go. That All shit right. travels in a bag to work is what that does. Yes, it <laughs> The next word is Donald. Oh, shit. Please say duck. I mean... Uh, why did you do that? <laughs> you just have to do one word. Just say pass, Derek. You can do pass. I, I think I might have to do pass. Okay. All right. Uh, galaxy. Oh, like mystery unknown. Anxiety. Hmm... Is it Donald? Is that the word? I, I think I think I'm gonna connect anxiety back to Donald, and, <laughs> and that's gonna close the feedback loop. <laughs> uh, uh, good. Everything. Jesus. Um, question mark. Hot dog. <laughs> Delicious. Yes. Right. I just can't. Yeah. Bazan. Oh, patron saint. Do you have a medal? <laughs> you should wear a medal. Uh, um, church. Oh, institution. Beatles. Gods. <laughs> Infinite. Hmm. Light space. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Nashville. Home, dude. Home. Yeah. And last but not least, targets. Um. Energy, like forward, future. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking a, man. You know? Sweet. You're the first one that's done the word association. Yeah, so I think congratulations. I think, I like it. It. I think you, yeah, you did a great job. Other give, than Golden oh. Grams, you did miss Golden Grams. I'll give him a solid right. B plus on that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sweet. I liked it. Yeah, I like it. Um, well, no, no. It's. I mean, it's all. Yeah. And when you've talked as many times as we have, you have to come up with new things, yes. even just for me. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, well, I just. I mean, I got to say, I can't tell you not only how much I appreciate you guys' constant support over the years and willingness to have me on and. And, but the fact that I know that, you know, all the episodes you guys do and the work you put into this thing is in an effort to have versions of the conversation that we just had with, from every perspective and, you know, from, and with every different kind of person. And, 
And it really means a lot to me. I think it's really important. And, and the, the amount of people who I've talked to when I'm talking about these issues and you guys' names and this podcast will come up. Wow. It really means a lot. And it's like, I'm always, I'm constantly grateful, um, to you guys, you know, for the work you're doing and, and not only your support of, of, you know, my, my little thing, but, but just in general, how I know, how comforting I know it is for people to have a place to, to hear people also processing and trying to figure out the things that they're going through in a very isolating way. You guys are doing a lot of good work, um, to undoing that. And it, I, I really appreciate it. Um, so feelings are definitely mutual. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so man. much. And, and I will say this, you know, you were our s- second interview ever. Was yeah, it? I think God, yeah. it was no fucking, way. it was fucking terrible on our end too. <laughs> yeah. Like we had no idea how to interview people when we first... interviewed science, Mike, and we inter- then we interviewed you. Yeah. Like the fact that you later. came back on after that interview <laughs> yeah. was pretty amazing. Uh, no, you guys are a blast. I love it. <laughs> and, I, and I will <laughs> say this, like, you know, when we interviewed the first time is like, we were interviewing somebody that was like musically influential to us like yeah okay, let's call and then your early you know early solo stuff like sure. so we started interviewing somebody that we looked up to and now we feel like we're interviewing a friend and like that yeah, that's exactly what it feels to me and and that just you don't know what that means to us and yeah. so we just we're grateful for your friendship and your and i feel like a partnership a little bit just in what you're doing Absolutely. what we're doing and well we, you know as, as we said it just it, it's a it feels like however we all got here you guys doing this podcast me making this these particular records it feels like a good grief you know that god yeah, is here yeah 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 we we love the hell out of you and the heaven into you <laughs> <laughs> and we need to get to nashville and drink some bourbon together yeah, for please sure. do that yeah cool. you're welcome anytime you're welcome anytime all right where can people find out about the album the the single drops officially on Friday, but you can hear it here first in just a couple minutes. In a few moments, uh, DerekWeb.com. DerekWeb.com. Twitter. You know, or anywhere Derek they go Web. looking. Yeah, it's all just Derek Web everywhere. Yeah, so I, I, go I, looking. Sweet. Really excited to get the new music, the new energy out into the world. I'm, yeah, man, I just, that's I, great. Yeah, I, I can't wait. So, yeah. so good. Yep. Thanks yep. for being the tip of the spear. Yeah. Right. Thanks, man. Thanks, we man. appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Without further ado, here is the world premiere. <laughs> of Targets by Derek Webb.
Damn. <laughs> that is good shit. Those are some hot licks. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Thanks, Derek. Thank you so much like for, riffs, for doing that, Derek's man. Derek's got riffs. It is delightful. You know, we saw him. <laughs> you know, I didn't ask him during the interview. I kind of wanted to talk about. You know, we went and saw him as at, at the house show yeah. March when he it was a March. He was like March or yeah. April. I, I think yeah. March maybe. It was March. It fucking it snowed, snowed for like no yeah. reason. Big whatsoever. heavy wet snow. Yeah. Um. And I I remember thinking, okay, so I remembered hearing that this album was going to be like a departure from his older stuff, and it was going to be like more rock based. I thought, okay, he's going to do like acoustic versions. It was a house show, yeah. so he's going to do just acoustic versions of like. Of what this album is going to be, and I show up, and there's just an acoustic guitar and a microphone. I was like, "No, no, dude, there's electric guitar, or electric guitar and a microphone." I was like, "Dude, the fucking balls on this guy! And like, it, he yeah. is small in stature, balls the size of an elephant." It yeah. turns out, yeah, to do a solo show with an electric, just you and an so electric good, guitar, though. it was so freaking great. Derek Webb has elephantitis of the nuts. I mean, like, seriously, I mean, like, I, I just, I think the only thing he had was his he killed it. pedal for his guitar. Yes, in a, a microphone. In, well, he had a modular amp. We had a little bit of a, a pedal for his voice. Like, there was a little bit of reverb right, for his voice. But, like, but that was it. Literally it. I just couldn't believe, and he killed it. Like, everybody was captivated. Like, he just yeah. held everybody's yeah. attention the entire time. It was, it was fantastic. So, yeah. Shout out to Dan Summers and uh, yep. Giff Reed, who went with us yes, as well. Yes, indeed. So, good times. And we met Billy and Nita before he yeah, had great. dinner. Mm-hmm. It was great. Some, somebody else there? Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, was Eric McCormick there? Emily was oh, there. Oh, the... Emily, uh, Emily, yeah. The, yeah, the Carol's, or yeah. the black, whatever. Black and Carol crew. Yeah, they were there. And so it was, it was, it was a great night. But, like, that show, I couldn't believe... I left thinking, man, I cannot believe... That is so outside of my personality. You can't pull off an electric show, single a single no. person electric. Show. It takes something special to do that, and, and he, he did, did it. it. Yeah, yeah. It was really he good. If you yeah. have the chance to go see Derek, go see Derek. He's on tour right now with Stockholm Syndrome. He's, yeah. he's, he's heading to Texas. Around. I think yep. he said DerekWeb.com. Yeah, he's got a bunch of shows in Texas. Yeah, his, check wife's, out. his wife's heading on the road tonight, and I think he's heading out tomorrow. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, get into it. Support Derek Webb. DerekWeb.com. Download the song on Friday. Listen to it. Yeah. Share it. Tweet it. He is one of our favorite interviews. He's one of our favorite yeah. artists, man. He's just... When the album finally drops, we will probably do a giveaway just I'm for, sure. for funsies. For vinyl. Uh, we'll vinyl let you know. Yep. Or we'll something. do a vinyl giveaway whenever it comes out. Yep. And uh, yeah, just follow our, our our Twitter whenever that stuff comes out, and we'll we'll yeah, make it happen. So, all right. Um, all right. Let's uh, further up, further up. No, no feedback. Nope. Here we go. <laughs> Now that we puked in your sea, you can tell us what you think. In your stars head. Bed, but one star is dead. To us. I can't. His Aaron Neville sounds so much like Kermit. It does. I can't outdo I it because it sounds so much does, like Kermit. I know. Why aren't there so many? Um, this is called. Uh, we have a five star. Five star. Five star. Oh yes. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> yeah. What's Tobias saying about rainbows? 
What's oh, this? Uh, oh god, dude. I can't remember. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> what? Uh, There's another rainbow. What's it? Oh, what's it? Uh, fuck. What is it? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. Too many drinks. Though. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, somebody's screaming at their uh, radio. This is called "Makes Work Easier." Hash uh, by a. Uh, Hashtag by uh, old Greg, old Greg ninety two. Old Greg finally caught up after a month and a half of binging. Jesus, good job oh, getting behind. Wow, buddy. a month and a half. It only took you a month and a half. You guys help God me get. Damn. God, God damn, God damn, it, Comangelo, God damn. Sound like Travis. Um, God got, damn it, you guys help me get through the twelve hour shifts, and have helped me stop being mad at God. Still, oh, wow. work, still working on the church. Yeah. Well, well, that's okay. That. You know what? Those, those are, are two luck. completely separate things. Yeah. I'm really glad that you've on both of those counts. You're fine being mad at the church. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. The, the being mad at God. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's I, great, I really man. appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you for that. I do too. Good job, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing it. Thanks for yep. thank you for being a friend. Michael, play the song. Yeah. Oh, we're done. Is yep. that it? That's it. We got Twitter feedback. Any tweets? Tweets you want to twite? Twite? You want to read the tweet? Write the twite? Read the tweet? Stop talking, Michael. This is Brad scrolling Bobo Monkey Rage at Bobo Monkey Rage. Bobo Monkey Rage! Parkour! That was so well timed. Now the Pastors Podcast has me questioning whether my Twitter handle is my single greatest achievement in life or whether it has brought shame upon my family. <laughs> Hashtag continental foppery. Yes. It's most definitely shame. Uh, uh, continental foppery. I've got one here. Jordan McKay yeah. at Jordan Mick underscore 95. New father. Congratulations. Yeah, man. One also really terrible new. fantasy. She's like really great. Months and months player. old, but, but she's beautiful too. Yeah, she's she just she's a great. gorgeous child. Uh, I've already said it in the pub, but the last three episodes of Pastor's Podcast have been some of my fine, some of the finest episodes that they've ever done. They left me questioning a lot of what I thought I believed. Again, hashtag continental foppery. Thanks, man. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Peter Thurley at PF Thurley. Petey. Petey Thurs. Thurley. Uh, it's been a bit a bit of time since I've listened to the boys from the Pastors Podcast. Nobody cares. <laughs> since leaving Facebook, God I've missed the Canadians. community created by the Pastors Pub. Love you guys. Pub? Pastors Pub? I think yeah. I said pub. Uh, David Sluss at Dave the Explorer. I Hi, took Dave. a break from leaving my regular snarky comments a couple weeks before Pastors Podcast crapped all over social media <laughs> in episode 175. Now I am back to test this feature. Be sure to check out the hashtag Continental Foppery in episode 184. Uh, Dave, I love I tell you. you. What, Dave is amazing. If you've never met He's David great. Sluss, you yeah. need to meet David he Sluss. He is a gem of a man. Uh, yeah, he and is. then once again, David Sluss at Dave the Explorer. Heard on Pastors Podcast episode 184. Matt, I need help. Me in my head. That's for dang sure. <laughs> Dave burned you. Dave burned. <laughs> All right, that's it. <clears throat> All right. Who uh, was that from? Dave Sluss. Dave. Fucking Sluss. I take back what I just said about you. What a awesome. Sluss. Goddamn Sluss. All right, are we done? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, here we go. Lobster. It's time to decide our 
Hashtag Rock Lobster. Bird, 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 Come on, bird get your tasty bird, meat bird, stuffs. Bird, bird is the word. Hashtag Post Christian Carson Daly. <laughs> Hashtag the angel, angel share goes into Matt's stomach. Hashtag just the tip of the spear. Hashtag eat tasty meat stuffs. Hashtag quasi Catholic. Hashtag more Mordor finish. <laughs> Hashtag Gollum's ball sack. Hashtag leather and meadow stream. What the Hashtag fuck would know that? what that is? Something with Gollum. Hashtag save the butthole for me. Save the butthole. Save the whales. Hashtag save the dolphins. Vegan tonight. ham. Save the cows, save the chipmunks. Hashtag your carnival. What's right? What was it? Your carnival. (laughs) Hashtag stud cat. (laughs) Hashtag exploded supernova balls. God, why does Derek come on this fucking yeah. podcast? It's it's a it's a mystery unknown to the universe. Uh, hashtag li- fast forward through all this hashtag shit, liquid sure. therapy. <laughs> I need some liquid therapy. That's what this podcast is. Hashtag we know all things Derek. Hashtag progressive Christian Carson Daly. Hashtag I blame the ghost of Steve Jobs. Hashtag, are you a butterfly, Derek? <laughs> Hashtag, West Best Ap- question ever. Hashtag West Appalachia. <laughs> Hashtag tasty meat stuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Mordor finish. Hashtag leather leather in a meadow stream. I have no fucking idea what that's even. <laughs> yeah, it's something to do with how Gollum's balls would taste. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hashtag woodland nutsack. <laughs> Hashtag that's where the juiciness is. Yep. That's well, the, uh, but those are reference to a big bottle. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag you're my favorite nerd. That's in reference to Michael. Hashtag cast strength, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh hashtag deep keto reference <laughs> betta's sister all right okay can we have a late entry of keto o'rourke uh, uh, I got hashtag dental. I like that a lot. Hashtag dental crisis. What? Dental crisis. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Oh. Uh, hashtag tasty meat stuffs. Hashtag. Uh, that was my nickname in high school. Gollum's ball no. sack. These are ones I didn't say, but I thought. Uh, so inside my mind. After Gollum's ball sack, I've got Gollum's cock ring. And then hashtag. What? Why? Hashtag one. So we're doing like, we're doing like just stuff that's in your head now. Yeah, yeah. We're not even stuff we said. It's just stuff that's in your head. I love this. Really proud of the next one. One cock ring to rule them all. <laughs> okay. That's. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with this new, whatever this new segment is that Michael's doing inside his head. It's me I'm riffing off myself. I'm on board now. In the darkness, bind them. That's good. 
It has to be a porn. It has to be a porn name. I'm googling it. I'm googling it right now. I've got cockering to rule them all. Yeah. All right, I've got hashtag Teenage Mutant Ninja Bears. Uh, hashtag vegan ham at your carnival. <laughs> uh, so that sounds fucking dirty, and I don't know why. It okay, does, so I, it just, I typed in, I googled one cock ring to rule them all, and the first thing that comes up is one cock ring to rule them all. A guide to the 21 best dick rings <laughs> from sexy to- sex toy collective.com. Oh, you got to click on that shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck is that? It looks like a bolo tie. <laughs> a bolo tie for your it's dick. It's got probably a vibrator it's in there. It's a that... bolo tie for oh, your no, dick. Oh, no, that's a bolo tie yeah. for your dick. <laughs> I, I think we have the hashtag now. A bolo tie for that's your dick. That's sexy time. Texas style. I've got hashtag. Uh, Stars ki- at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. Uh, there's a segment on choosing the best cock ring. Well, think about stretch as step one. Step two, get the right tightness. Well, thank God. God bless you for that. Step three, take a look at texture. Step four, do you want it to vibrate? They have a, a, I mean, who doesn't? Do they have a sandpaper texture? Is if, that it a, vibrate, <laughs> if it doesn't vibrate, if it doesn't vibrate, yeah. Asking for a friend. It's the... It's the John the Baptist collection. It's like asceticism in the bedroom. It has spikes on the inside yeah. of it. It's from made the, of camel hair and like <laughs> from the My Cracks Raw collection. Oh my god! In this podcast, <laughs> all right, I kills bears. Oh, a cock ring rainbow pack. Oh, that's nice. It's <laughs> very inclusive of them. I appreciate that. Um. <laughs> How much, how much money do you I mean, have in the passwords account? Not, <laughs> I want the I want the ultra DNA stainless steel cockery. DNA? Stainless steel. Yeah, I feel like stainless steel is not a great idea. Is it dishwasher if you, safe? If you get the size wrong on that, you are fucked. You're in an emergency yeah. room situation at that point. Where they're using a fucking well, like, you gotta think it swells a torch. After you, what is a Paloqueth penis ring set? Paloqueef? Paloqueth. It's for the people on the paleo diet. That's what it is. Paleo vibrating cock ring. It's when you eat too much meat and vegetables, don't get enough carbs. The Adam Plus by Hot Octopus. Puss with two S's, of course. Well, yeah. Oh wait, here's here's cock nuts. What are what are even cock nuts? What is that? It's a literal nut for your dick. Oh, it's like a nut and yeah. bolt, nut, like as of nuts and bolts. Yeah, and your bolt is the bolt is your cock. You have to screw it on. Oh, a skull cock ring. Just in case Why? you wanted to be unbelievably creepy I'm, and weird. I'm so goth. In case you wanted to listen to Black Sabbath while you fuck oh, somebody. Jesus. I'm going to screw you with a skeleton Oh, on my fuck penis. me like Judas Priest. <laughs> Let's eat a bat. <laughs> Who wants to listen to War Pigs? I've got... Okay, can <laughs> we... Do, I've got five no, more hashtags. Can we do fuck me like Judas Priest? <laughs> <laughs> I've got hashtag kills bears, hashtag quarter mile past Taco Bell, 
What's this button? Fuck me like I've got a cat named Ron Jeremy. That might be the winner, actually. <laughs> uh, post Christian Carson Daly and stay on targets. Oh, God. I like um, I like Mordor finish. <laughs> I like More save the butthole for me. More power. <laughs> that might be the winner. I like your carnival. I like it. What was the one you just said? Uh, stay on targets. No. Post Christian Carson Daly, cat named Ron Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, cat named that, Ron I think, Jeremy. yeah, that feels like that feels pretty on brand. I don't know. Keto O'Rourke is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. We too. don't want to do one cock ring to rule them all. Keto O'Rourke. One cock ring to rule them all. That might be the winner, man. I like Keto O'Rourke a lot. Uh, we all had, uh, what did we all have? Tasty meat Tasty stuffs. Tasty meat stuffs. Well, no. <laughs> How does that seem too vanilla? I know, I, right? I feel like one cockering to rule them all is like the winner. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Because mostly because that was in Michael's nobody's listening. Mostly to because that was in Michael's head, and nobody heard it but him. Like that's. I think that's why that's the winner. Why don't you want to do vegan ham at your carnival? <laughs> that's actually pretty good too. Let's do that one. I like that. I think De- I think Derek would be more associated, or would rather be associated with vegan ham at your carnival. Than right, one let's do that. That. I don't care. All right, let's pull this shit out. Uh, if you've if you've listened to this episode in all its entirety, number one, sorry. Number two, thank you for listening to Derek Webb. It's great. Um, hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag vegan ham at your carnival. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Uh, we're on Twitter. You literally said Twitter. We're on Twitter. By the way, you podcast. still have to put your shit. Sit your shit. I'm to busy. Me, so. I'm doing a podcast, Brad. <sighs> it's literally nine. We're on. We're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Pauline. At MJ Basinger. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. And Glorious Pastors on Instagram. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, GloriousPastors.com or Jizzmuzzle.com if you want. No cock rings, unfortunately. Just three cocks. Uh, support us on Patreon to Patreon um, to get Boy, access to our, that is to our pretty bonus ab- podcast. That is pretty on brand. Uh, buy us around and we help shape the content of this show. Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. And we will see you motherfuckers next week. So... I'm a bitch, I'm a lover. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Michael, send your stuff. What are you playing? It's fucking War Pigs. Fucking War Pigs by fucking Black Sabbath. Are you kidding me? You're making me hungry. Why? Why would that make you hungry? We've been talking about Why would it not make night? you hungry? It makes me hungry for rock is what it makes me hungry for. Michael, send your stuff. Well, I'm trying to end the goddamn podcast if we quit playing stupid Can music. Can you turn off War Pigs, please? Okay, stop. Oh my god, I take it all back. I hate you so much. <laughs>